We are Squawking Dead, a podcast pulverizing episodes beyond the Walking Dead universe. Sometimes we give you news, sometimes we make you laugh, but most times we go deep and sometimes we even go live like we're doing tonight. Hey, everybody. Hope you had a wonderful, if you're in the United States and if you're in England, sorry, Independence Day yesterday. <laughs> I'm your host, David Cameo, and I'm joined by Cosmo Mom 9 Rachel Burt. What? Where? <laughs> <laughs> She's a doll, everybody. Wow. I've been called worse. Sharon D. A.K. Blazing Gardner and Bridget KO-FI.com slash Punky Brewster. That's P-U-N-K-Y-B-R-U-I-S-E-T-E-R. And today we're here to talk about People Are a Resource. The third episode in The Walking Dead Dead City's inaugural season. Rachel, tell tell us, yeah, what's what's with your new look? What why? So <laughs> sorry. Sharon D's super, super talented mom made this super awesome crochet. You mean doll. she turned you into a doll? Well, the craziest thing happened the first night that I had this doll. I, I was snuggling with it in my in my bed, and we were snuggling. And and then when I woke up in the morning, I looked like this. She Freaky Friday a doll. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I don't I don't know where the human I don't know where the human form went. Like the human, human Rachel's just standing in a in a closet somewhere, just standing there because they're, they're a doll. Just like a just like a crumple of human somewhere, like in a basement corner, like just keeled over in all her humanness. She's in the Croats' methane vat. That's, oh, obviously. Sorry. That's people obviously. are a resource. Yes. So, well, I mean, you know, this is a very economical form for you, and I think it's very pleasing to the eye. <laughs> I. Sharon D, I feel like if any more of these are ever made, she needs um, slippers. <gasps> oh, I think I need so some. She can uh, get to the Waffle House. <laughs> I can get her to make a pair to put on the doll. <laughs> we have to explain what we mean by this. And that's do we, if you do want we though? To, to, yes, do we, we do every single time because really? people are a resource. <laughs> so if you want to get your own commissioned doll, like Rachel got as a gift this time around. There have been plenty of examples on Sharon D's Kofi, and that's ko-fi.com slash blazygardener0150, which is in the description for some of these videos, Facebook and YouTube. You can get your own doll. Get your own damn doll in the commission section. On Instagram, I'll be posting some so you can see some of the ones she's done that I haven't really shared yet. She did Eugene and Alpha and June, and then she did Bridget. And now she's working on one now I can't say yet because I haven't gotten it yet. Oh, she did a Michonne. She did a Michonne also. So I'm going to post some of those on Instagram later on tonight if anybody wants to look at them. And Linda posted her alpha too. She can do almost any character. That she puts her mind to it. And she could even do you, maybe. Well, she is a witch after all. She just turned Rachel into a doll. (laughs) So Just maybe don't sleep with them. That's Rachel's comic book cover form, by the way. Yes. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, It even has a little gun. Oh, cute. If she wears the gun on the podcast, we'll get demonetized. So that's not doing We're not monetized, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> we'll get re- re-monetized just it's, to get demonetized. It's an AT-AT. It's not a pew-pew. <laughs> See? It's just a clay AT-AT. You can tell oh, there it is. by wow. looking at it. Yes, Takira. Takira's the one who got Connie, which will be going out tomorrow. Wow, these are getting cranked out pretty fairly quickly. She's fast. Oh, my dad. Yes, yeah, Shauna, it's a paintball gun. It's, it's a paintball all good yeah no. well, the alpha mask was pretty cool lois i think lois just left someone. us a tip spot us four coffees someone what and we're now at 81 percent of our goal for the yearly oh, expenses awesome thanks to the help of many of you thank you thank you lois. that's really sweet and lois if you want your own doll sharon do you tell them what to do what should they do they can dm you of course but they can you can dm 
me, you're most likely to get me on Instagram over any other platform. Do not hit me up on Twitter because I don't have Twitter anymore. You can also go to my Ko-Fi page, which Dave just told you what it was a minute ago. Yeah. KO-FI.com slash B-L-A-Z-Y-G-A-R-D-E-N-E-R. You know how I remember? You know how I remember? Because I remember when 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 we when you first came on, I went B-L-A-Z-Y-G-A-R-D-N-E-R. Gardener. Zero one five zero. It's not funny. So, or or if you are uh, if you're friends with me on Facebook, you can also message me on Facebook. Yeah, if you've got that sort of thing. <laughs> okay. Well, speaking of things that we are have worked on, let me just show you what I just put in our merch store. We got this little bad boy here. I created this last night. It's our Walking Dead Dead City art shirt. It's a New York City manhole cover with oh, our cute. That's Walking cool. Dead City logo. Yeah. I may tweak this design because I want to take the photo of the manhole cover myself outside my own home just so you get the typical just garbage disgusting brooklyn <laughs> manhole cover but the, i like that this one says nyc sewer made in the usa i feel like you have USA. to go to manhattan to do this day do i yes don't make don't it's make a brooklyn accurate boy. otherwise i'd have to leave the box and i'm in new york city i'm t- listen let me give you a little education brooklyn <laughs> is a borough of new york city okay so i am isn't in it? the city technically but it isn't the island of Manhattan. Now that is very true. But uh, not only do we have that, if you hate art and you are just a miserable, well, we have a logo design. (laughs) So if you hate life, so here's the logo design. And what I like about the art design, though, is that if you get like, let's say a mug, it's in the Statue of Liberty color background. I which I like that. very much. I like that. Yeah. Nice. yeah, the logo design does not come in that only because the the yellow one that is not very great. But thank you for your patronage. And if you <laughs> want to get if you want to get a logo or art design T shirt, you can go to squawkingdead.com, hit the main menu, tap merch, or you can go to the description for the Facebook or YouTube videos. But let's get back to it, y'all, and talk about this episode. How about we start off with this? First of all, we've been seeing a lot of promos for the Walking Dead Daryl Dixon show. Now, how many of you have been watching them? Because I know it feel like a lot of you have been avoiding them so that you didn't want to get spoiled. I tried to avoid it. I did end up watching part of one. And of course, I've seen the one where he's just like floating in the water. <laughs> the first one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I have dingy. tried says, to avoid successfully. Which looks like a perfume commercial at first. <laughs> it does. It's <laughs> ironic though, right? Because he smells like dog shit. You expect him to like whisper like, Armani. Armani. Hey. Hey. Smell great. <laughs> no. It's, a, That's it's ironic. like a Zoolander. Yeah. It's der- derelict. <laughs> derelict. Yeah. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> <laughs> it's it's grace. <laughs> I didn't see the last one because I've been I've been pretty busy. I was in Rhode Island last week, Providence downtown, for my friend's wedding. If you guys remember when we we're doing the countdown to Fear the Walking Dead, during the midst of it, my friend had his bachelor party. Now he this weekend he got married finally. It's great. It's awesome. I was part of the wedding party, so it's pretty wrapped up. But I didn't get a chance to see the newest promo for the uh, Daryl Dixon show, which I, I hear is just getting better and better in terms of and like the more I'm watching these promos it looks as though it looks like it might not be in the show itself it looks just like b-roll scenery that they took of him navigating marseille and different areas of france uh stuff like that but have any of you guys seen the last one this weekend do you want to talk about it i saw the one where he's walking up the aqueduct or whatever i don't know if that which one that is that's the only one i've seen so if there's another one that came after that i'm not sure yeah this one seemed to have been the longer one though uh, low says she avoids it Walani says she has seen them now if you guys want to describe it the one with the hand is 
there more than two? I thought there were three. Yeah, this is this is the third one. So there's the one where he's on the boat in the ocean, and then there's mm. one where it's like a voiceover, and then the third one he's like talking into a recorder, and I stopped watching it there. Well, if you want to catch the latest version, it is on The Walking Dead's YouTube channel too. Okay, I well, I'm not it. an accurate source because I have turned them off as soon as they've come on, so. Just turn them off. Yeah, I've watched one all the way through. I'm like, I don't want to watch this right now. I don't want to ruin it. They keep oh, coming they up in my- They spoil themselves. Uh, they keep coming up in my feed, so I finally gave in and watched yes. one of them, but I don't remember, I don't know which one precisely it was. So. I'm going to probably do a reaction then to it. I'm sure it's not that very long, and if it's worth it, I'll post it. It should be very short. And yeah, I agree, Takira. The, the cinematography is does look like it's going to be incredible. It's looking pretty good. Yeah, but the Walking Dead universe has always been good at the cinematography. Cinematography has never been a weak point, right? Yeah, at any point, except season seven of Fear when everything was just yellow. Okay, but that was just like the color <laughs> gradient. <laughs> like everything else was fine. Yeah, I mean, some critiques on Fear the Walking Dead season four too. How it was a little bit extreme, kind of like Game of Thrones la- last season with the what do you call the whites on at Winterfell? That whole darkened bluish. It's very dark. That's a filming technique they use called night for day, where they film right. in the daytime and then they put a filter over it to make it look. It's like it's really at night. But and right. you can adjust the settings on your television if you have that kind of television that you can adjust the settings on. But if you're watching on a computer or something like that, God help you. It is so dark it's hard to tell what's happening in most of the episode house the dragons done the same thing there was one episode where they were walking outside and i was watching with bridget and and rachel and i was like did your screen just go really weird color like dark and they're like yeah okay i was like okay it's not just was it just my computer it was something that they did but it's a a bug it's not a feature (laughs) it's that night for day which if they'd lightened it if it was lightened it day day for night if they'd lightened it it wouldn't have been too bad yeah it's basically filmed during the day and it just uh has a kind of a blue dark filter season four of fear one of the first things that caught my attention was the cinematography there's an overhead shot when um swatty is driving across the lake to rescue john and strand and they show this overhead shot of it in the wake behind it. the way they film it is just beautiful because you see swatty going across and then the wake just splitting the lake and i mean it's just gorgeous that was one of the first things that made me really enjoy watching the show it's one of the, it's one of the things i loved was the cinematography Takira says so nobody saw the one with the moving walker hand and that's basically i think that's the one i'm referring to that the one that they released publicly on sunday night during the public airing of this episode of dead city if you watch the first two i doesn't really give anything away at all there is a blurb that he says in the second one about i'm daryl i'm from the Commonwealth and all that stuff, but it's it's really nothing. And I don't even think it's meant to even be in the show, to be honest. But anyway, let's move on with Re- Rachel. Are you that you're not moving at all? Are you okay? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> Dave, you you asked us to stop moving around and being so noisy. She's just following your wishes. That's true. That's, you know, man, That's I didn't true. realize the advantages to doing that for Rachel being turned into a doll. It's amazing. This is like the no best drinking, version of myself. No eating Werther's in the middle, which hasn't happened for years, by the way. <laughs> I have to commend you on that one. Werther's? I never Werther's. That's that was Jasmine. Jasmine. That was Jasmine. That was Jasmine. Oh, Jasmine's the worst, yeah. Jasmine's the worst. Jasmine, you're the worst. <laughs> we love you, Jasmine. Even though I, like, I miss her dearly, my heart breaks. Anyway. She crinkled... <laughs> So many awards. The click and the pen yeah. clicking. There was a lot of pen clicking too. Oh no! It's like it was her. There was like yeah. a keychain of some kind that she kept flipping. <laughs> Is there anything like a crinkle in her name? Hold on a second. Let's do this. Uh, Let's do. It. I have Jasmine's, something. This one's for you. This is a New York City parking ticket, okay? <laughs> which I, of which I have many. You want to see the next one? 
my gosh. <laughs> this gross orange. Look at this. Here's an address for the New York Department of Finance, Ooh. Church Street Station, which is nearby. Send them mail. We love you. Okay, enough hijinks. On to the episode. First impressions. Hey, doll Rachel, what did you think of this episode? It was good. I've really enjoyed these episodes so far. It was a rough watch because I had to watch at work today. I was going to watch yesterday and then I just, I just didn't. (laughs) I just didn't do it. But what I saw, I liked. There were some things that I took notice of that, you know, I'll want to talk about later when we get to these parts. And as usual, I have some questions that we can dive into and maybe help me work through. But all in all, I enjoy the story that we're seeing. I think they're pushing it forward how I want to see. They're answering some questions while also giving us more, which is what I want an episode to do. Every single episode, baby. Every single goddamn episode. It's actually kind of making me a little crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I did enjoy this episode. However, my stomach hurts a little bit. Because the more I watch these episodes, this episode in particular, I've noticed that there's sort of a ledger. We're keeping track of who's been naughtier and nice on this show because what Negan says in the first episode about maybe everybody's shitty has really got me. Croat, Marshall Armstrong, Negan, Maggie, the tribes people, Ginny. It's hard to tell because of the first thing that you said, Rachel, or like, sorry, I think it was the last thing about the questions and answers. But it Mm. also raises the question of, well, is everybody shitty? Last episode, we accused Ginny of being with the Croat. And I'm not sure about it this time around when she hits the shores. I'm like, she's looking at the city. She's like, wow, big skyscrapers. Of a <laughs> Doesn't seem, feel like she's part of that. But moving along, Maggie in particular, and I'm not even sure if she ends up burning the doll by the end of this episode because it's not 100% clear. Not, not clear. But in terms of the ledger, Negan be Neganing in this episode, I just feel like we're getting on to this level where everybody's doing something shitty. And man, Rachel, if, if that whole... I just want my good guys to be good, my bad guys <laughs> to be bad thing. This your just is like your trademark right now. You know what? We need a t-shirt that says that. I just want my good guys to be good. And my, oh my get bad guys to be, be bad. <laughs> Right. So that it's 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 starting to get to me a little bit. As long as I keep in my mind that there's like a ledger somewhere that allows me to continue watching and figure out where's the virtue here. Or I mean, we love this show because it's gray, but it's getting a little murky. So it sounds to me like you're confused about who the bad guys are. Is that what That's we're what getting I'm to, to here? Say. Okay. Yeah. And is, a it, bit. is it most is it mostly Maggie giving you those feelings right now? It's everybody, honestly. Okay. To be frank. So it makes my stomach hurt a little bit. That's the one thing that I want to make clear is that it's not that I'm not enjoying it because of it. And in fact, it's kind of compelling, but it is kind of, it makes me a little rudderless. I don't know. I get what you're saying. There are parts of it that make me feel a little bit queasy mm. in a like, this is <laughs> How do I feel about this? I don't like this. It happened really badly at the end of this episode. I like visibly shot up and was like, no, oh no, 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 no. This is not good. No, 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 no. In regards to Negan and Luther, oh. I was very upset. I was really upset. I was like, like, no, no, this is going to be so bad. Everything's turning bad. I like it. I think the show is, is going well. I was really excited because when I pulled up AMC Plus on Prime earlier, episode four was up. Wait, what? Up as in watchable? It, no, it wasn't watchable, but it was <laughs> up, which it normally isn't. So I was like. Like it's an upcoming, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I got excited for a second. I was they're like, like, oh, they're on the oh, they're screw, on top of the re-watch shit. I'm going to watch this instead. <laughs> <laughs> Don't. Can't. <laughs> Yeah. You need AMC plus <laughs> plus. Yeah, <laughs> some <exactly>. expensive shit. <laughs> 
I feel like they're all bad guys, but they're not all bad guys, too. It's that weird gray thing about the show, right? Everybody's good and everybody's bad. But that doesn't really upset me. Like, I like the gray area. I like to be surprised by what people do. As far as impressions, I liked the episode a lot. I liked we got information we were wanting. The Luther thing, that reminded me of, of Fear a little bit. Nick pushing Ennis down mm. on the antlers, which there were antlers at the beginning of the episode, too. A little shout out there, them cracking the antlers together. So, I mean, I, I really liked it. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I just had to do that once. I liked Cowboy Negan. Farmer Negan. <laughs> Cowboy Negan. <laughs> Negan and Goggles was my go-to to, for the cheer up, but I think it's going to be Farmer Negan from now on. Because... <laughs> Is it the look and is it pleasing or is it just funny looking? I can answer this. It's the hat with the leather jacket. <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> That's what it is. Yeah, it's like a weird combo. And the raggedy shirt, Western shirt hanging out from beneath it. Like the edges of it are all frayed and half hanging out of his pant. This is like somebody redid the Wizard of Oz and this was like modern Scarecrow. <laughs> He's like that farmer that's still trying to be cool. Like, I'm, I'm a farmer, but I also have a motorcycle. He's outstanding in his field. So you mean uh, <laughs> Jeffrey Dean Morgan, right? Because that's what Jeffrey Dean Morgan looks like. That's his look. That's yeah. I think it was like him. it was like off putting. <laughs> Jeffrey Dean Morgan. See, it, was, it was. He's, He's a farmer. He is a farmer. He dresses I, like he that. Is. Yeah. But it was like it's the leather, the leather jacket. It's the though. leather jacket. The leather, it's, yeah. it's like so weird. Yeah, they had to put the leather jacket on there, and I. So they're like, "Remember this guy? Remember him?" Initially in that scene, he didn't have it, and they're like, "Oh, oh, the the, no, the viewer Negan, won't know no. that that's Negan. They won't know. <laughs> they won't, not goddamn they retrace won't our Negan. goddamn steps. You, no, you better the, the you better put that jacket, jacket back on him. They'll just never notice otherwise. Yeah, like who is this where, guy? Where, where did you go? It was a weird-looking leather jacket, though. Did you look at it really closely? Mm -mm. It looked like an overcoat leather jacket. Like it wasn't like like a a leather zip-up. It was a leather peacoat. Buttons. Yeah, it looked like a navy peacoat leather jacket. It looked yeah. that also made it look a little odd. It wasn't like his normal <laughs> Emily leather said jacket. It looked like Negan was cosplaying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I was. Emily, but she also said she liked episode one greater than episode three, greater than episode two. Deegan, Jeffrey Deegan, thank you, Morgan. Sean. <laughs> Jeffrey Deegan Morgan or Deegan Morgan Deegan. Smith. <laughs> I wanted to say right from the start, let me talk about Cowboy Deegan. (laughs) Cowboy Deegan. (laughs) Right from the start when Ginny's going through the woods, the first thing I noticed is obviously the color grading or the saturation, really. I I didn't dawn on me until like my second or third watch because I watched this thing a total of four times. Not only is it saturated, those past scenes, and even some of the scenes where Ginny is in the city, but there's an absence of red and a toned downness of blue, but more on the aspect of red. The only time you really see red is when you see the blood of the zombies and even the first zombie she sees zombie sorry What's a zombie man people Who are people you? are gonna attack me for this one fleshies the first fleshy that she sees that negan basically killed who tried to kill them the night before the mouth is green so they missed that bit of the color grading in the saturation element in the beginning so if you watch the opening scene with jenny finding the body dangling from the tree from its midsection and you see the mouth the mouth is kind of greenish blue so they kind of miss that part of the the absence of red. And so it's supposed to be red. Obviously, it's not supposed to be like he licked an ice pop, a blue ice pop. So it's supposed to be 
read. I'm bringing this up for a very specific reason. It dawned on me at the end of my third watch that when Negan does fly into a rage, because he does reference Lucille in this episode, is all that he can see is red also, similar to Morgan. And so there's very key points in in this episode where red is flicked on, like the heater in the Croat's office. So there are some red elements in the arena as well, turned on. And so it's very interesting to see that Ginny represents this calm, centered part of Negan's life. It's surrounded by green. Even when she reaches Manhattan or even before she reaches Manhattan, there's not a shred of red around except when you occasionally see a zombie and it's a muted, toned down red. So I kind of liked that somebody here is playing with us cinematically, trying to indicate certain things when it comes to what the good is out here and what isn't. Because it, it's nice to go off the heels of what we just said about it's hard to tell from the ledger who who's the good guy, who's the bad I can't figure it out. Well, Ginny might represent the good, at least in that point. When you watch this show cinematically, there's always like a little bit of surprise when you see some of the color elements in this show. And the absence of red in, in the Ginny scenes. <laughs> and Tiki says, I refuse to use Dead City's Walker names. Fleshies. I like fleshies. Most people hate it. I don't know why. It sounds like something else. That's why. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like fleshlight. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My point stands. Based on everything you just said and explaining with the color grading everything, are you on team Ginny? You think she's trustworthy? You think we can trust this little girl? From what we've seen in this episode, I I think what we said may be wrong. I don't think I don't think she's working for the Croat. I would be surprising if she was. Yeah, she is gonna blow up twist. Maggie though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, oh yeah, she's definitely not... blowing Maggie's spot. Yeah, I said I saw somebody say in the comments in the in the chat that uh, the first word she's gonna say is "Don't trust her, Negan" or something to that effect. It was Thomas. He said Thomas. She's mm-hmm. lying to you. <laughs> to says, that bitch word. is lying. Yeah. That's what they said about Sadiq, and look what happened to him, Takira. Thomas wants to know if we all have guesses as to what Ginny's first words will be. Will she ever speak, though? I don't know. I mean, she's got to, right? Because that's going to be like a big Annoying? thing. Well, it's going to be like so this big moment where she finally talks. But what is it? What is it going to be? What is she going to say? Listen, I've played The Legend of Zelda. Link doesn't talk. so I don't think maybe she won't talk. Maybe she'll just whistle. <laughs> maybe at the end she'll turn and she'll she be like that. whistle ever. <laughs> You do hear that whistle in the, in the preview for the episode next week, too. So it's it's kind of interesting. I don't know who's going to do it to whom. Mm. Oh, Takira says, oh, my God, Sadiq. I, I just shamed Takira into silence. Oh, <laughs> that bitch is lying. Oh, my God, Sadiq. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she needs Condi's writing pad. Yeah, yeah, I think so, too. I mm-hmm. found the the flashbacks to Cowboy Negan. Cowboy Deegan? <laughs> that it's, yes, Cowboy <laughs> Deegan. Excuse me. Cowboy Deegan. It's like he's trying to control his temper. Okay, this comes from someone who has a temper. And it's amplified by, like, if I'm really hot or... If if I'm overstimulated in some way, there's music in the background that I can't stand. Um, I get get really angry. I know that over time, I have tried to learn to control that temper because my father also had a really bad temper. Not in a cute, oh, like you're so angry kind of way, but in a like, he's drunk and he's punching holes in the walls. And the way that Negan is in this kind of reminded me of my dad, like in his later years, you know, like you have a lot of regrets. We've talked about this before and I I hate that for him. But seeing that makes me not want to live 
that way. And I don't want to live angry. Now, over time, it's gotten better. I, you get older, things don't bother you as much as they used to, or you just kind of learn to let stuff go. And But every once in a while, I'll still blow up and it'll be over something so stupid. But I will get so fired up. And I mean, like, throw my phone across the room, slam stuff around, just screaming obscenities. And my husband hates it. Yeah, I get that. <laughs> He's like, nothing that you're doing right now is helping anything. It's so unproductive. He's a pretty logical guy. So he's just like, why are you doing this? I'm all emotion. I'm all emotion. So I'm just like flying off the handle. So he's the rider and you're the elephant. Emotion versus the rational. Yeah. But I get even angrier when he's like, that doesn't logical. help. Yeah. yeah. It's like, I want to throw it. my phone when he's like, you're going to break your phone. And I'm like, I don't care. But like, obviously I would care. I would very much care. But I just get so swept up in the moment. It made me think of how my dad was in his later years, but also like how I try to be now where when that happens, I try to reel it back in. I can't always. Sometimes stuff comes out before I'm like able to reel it in. And then I have to like pay for that. I hate that because I'm like a prideful person too. So I don't like having to swallow my pride and like apologize for the things that I've said or like for being a certain way with people. I don't like any of that. I've been there too. Dude, it sucks. Yeah. It's the worst. Being an adult yeah. is horrible. I, mean, I have no problem saying Never apologizing. <laughs> I have problems apologizing, but there's a part of me that will just refuse up until the moment and be like mean about it too. I've, I've got, I've been there. So that's, that's what me- Negan made me think of was that. His reasoning though is to me is pretty valid though. Valid in the sense of you're like this parent figure and having this kid in this world alone is already pretty anxiety ridden. So when that kid can't even sound off for help, it's super, super frustrating. <laughs> I get that, you just Dave. Want to shake him. Dave, have you ever been a teenage girl though, who's getting yelled at by a dad? Um, it does not. I've never had the pleasure <laughs> okay, well, of being a teenage saying. girl being yelled by her father, <laughs> yelling at her like that. <laughs> All is, these things is it's not, not going to do it. It's just not going to work. <laughs> no, of course not. Of course not. Which is why course. when he's like, "Are you listening to me?" and she just turned around, and was like, "No." <laughs> Whatever. Well, it's kind of like the show. Isn't She's it, being too? just like Herschel. Yeah. Yeah. Showing her ass just like Herschel. Uh, showing her ass. Well, I don't, I'm not familiar with the term. It's not. Anyway. <laughs> no, you don't understand what? how one would show their butt? Their ass? Their bottom? I don't really show their ass. Emily's like laughing my ass off. Real. <laughs> She's right. He's right. She showed her ass uh, off. Is that how you say it? Laugh? It's butt, Dave. <laughs> what? It's butt. But he does rank, rein it in pretty well. And in typical Negan, Negan fashion, doesn't apologize. He just redirects. <laughs> Classic my dad maneuver, let me tell right. you. <laughs> I don't fault him, though, because it shows that he's able to kind of read people and take himself out of the moment in ways that Maggie has not been able to with Herschel. Which, again, that brings me back to Ledger sometimes. It's like... I feel bad saying, is Maggie oh a good parent? <laughs> it's like, it, it, and here I, we go. For lack of a better word. Are what? you asking what? us? You said the ledger and I immediately was just like, this is so. Oh, tranquilitas ordinus? <laughs> no. Is that, is that what we're talking about? Because I, no. I can go all day about tranquil. I just had a, no. a conversation about that with my brother-in-law. Oh. No. <laughs> 
What happened to Bridget? I think she's coughing. She just died. Oh, she, oh, she's doing the. Well, you have to take off your video. Oh, she probably threw up. I oh, did. she threw up. I did have to. She threw up. No. I see. Yeah, <laughs> she threw up. But uh, I, no, I feel bad saying this, but like in some ways, does that make Negan a better parent than Maggie's been? It's awkward to say, but she's she's not been having a great time with him. How are you defining good parent? Because she called Herschel stupid. Okay. So what? So what? He was being stupid. He was probably being (laughs) stupid. (laughs) Well, that's going to make things better, right? Parents are allowed to say shit to their kids. But okay, first of all, it's very hard for any of us to judge their parenting styles or techniques given the situation that they are all in. I'm actually going to, oh, I just threw up in my mouth a little bit. Defend Negan. It's hard to tell. What do you um, throw up? Uh, cotton? Is that what yeah, happens? I almost, I almost spit a, a cotton ball. She doesn't have a mouth. I know, oh, yeah. How am I talking right now? <laughs> I'm beaming my thoughts straight into everyone's minds right now. But I mean, I, uh, I get where Negan's coming from. I really do. Because we're dealing with life and death here. Okay, this isn't just like your ordinary, you know, I told you to clean your room or like, this isn't just normal mad parent stuff. This is like, if you don't ask for help with something, it's not something that's just going to pile up or we can get to later. You're going to die and then there will be nothing. So you have to communicate in some way, shape or form or you will be dead. So I do get why he's angry. I'm glad he thought the situation through enough and came up with something other than mm-hmm. using her voice so that she can be comfortable or whatever. What about Maggie though? I think Maggie is doing her absolute best. Herschel is a teenager and having one of those, I know that they are assholes and Herschel was probably being stupid. <laughs> And again, I'm going to say the same thing. We're dealing with life and death here. If Herschel does not listen to his mother, he will die. (laughs) And look what happened when he didn't listen to her because she said he grabbed a brick and a shovel like that was going to help anything. So he went out to go after attackers with a brick and a shovel no wonder he got <laughs> caught no wonder he got called stupid and this was he's a born new yorker a brick and a day. shovel listen to your mom and go down and hide and you would be here and she wouldn't be there with me like you you just caused a whole bunch of shit because you wouldn't stay where you were told to be call stay in the house carl well Lana, you're absolutely Re. right kids think they are invincible kids don't think about that kind of stuff which is why it's up to the parents to basically especially in this situation you have to scare the shit out of them. You have to make them so scared that they listen to you. Unfortunately, I think that's what Maggie's been doing and I don't think it's working. And I, I also acknowledge also that not every parenting style is going to suit every single child, meaning kind of like Negan does, does in this episode. He, You just have to figure out the right tactic. I was a real Herschel. You couldn't have told me nothing as a teenager, so... <laughs> Just saying. We have no idea the kind of shit Maggie's done in the past few years that Herschel has seen. To keep the settlement going, maybe she did something that really pissed him off and he's like, I'm not going to listen to you anymore because I can't believe you did that. Well, a situation like that that we don't know about yet. He was could around. Be, could even be the opposite. He was around. Oh, sorry. Did. I didn't see your mouth move. Yeah. I'm. <laughs> no. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just kidding. We just spoke at the same time. I couldn't tell. Herschel was, he was there and he was around to watch what happened at Meridian too. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I was even thinking the opposite. And that's, it could also be that he's seen everything she's been capable of and feels like You'd he- You'd think he'd be more scared of her then. <laughs> 
Well, no, he knows that he does this for her, but at the same time, he feels like he can never measure up. So why bother trying? Well, Anything I do at this point. We talked about this before. He's heard stories about his dad mm -hmm. and Maggie being the kind of person that she is and wanting Herschel to know his dad, even though his dad is gone. You know that those stories have been like, I mean, Glenn did like good stuff when he was alive, but mm -hmm. you know, it's like told from that perspective of like someone who, who misses that person. And so I'm sure like in his head, he can never live up. How could he ever live up to either of his parents? Speaking about the ledger, <laughs> what is Maggie? Wait, 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 wait. But what is, what is Maggie without Glenn in a sense? Right. Un because Glenn, well, I mean, I would say rudderless, <laughs> but, but like Glenn objectively, at least in terms of archetype, he represented what was possible and how we did, it didn't always have to descend into a murder fest, let's say, where Maggie doesn't necessarily need to have all those stops. She could go further than Glenn probably ever could, even though we've seen Glenn go further and it tore his soul apart. It made him think that he was doomed mm -hmm. in some senses. So it's interesting to see what that looks like in the real world. But regardless, I still go back to what I feel in that moment. And I want to tie it into something else. And that is obviously he sees his mom do all these incredible things to keep him alive all these years. And he feels like, I just, I can't, I will never be able to compete with this. Now, how can I possibly contribute? But I also think I don't blame Maggie because she does have this outpour when Negan opens up to her and it's, it's well, before Negan's up, uh, Negan opens up to her and he says, I have nothing, everything, everything and everybody I've ever had that meant to me in this world is in this box. And the only one left is her. So she's losing it. And I get it. I do get it. And she's known this ever since she's heard everybody she cares about is gone. Like even Enid, right? Even all the people that she's lost over the years. So that's it. You feel that throughout this episode too. A lot of people said a lot of things that I missed in the chat. I remember Shauna saying something to the effect of, I knew... <laughs> It got to the point where I knew I got a bad report card and she yelled at her mom saying, I know I'm going to go to my room for six weeks and mm -hmm. never leave. I something that, that effect. Like, I already know. I, I already know I'm in trouble. Yep. And that's Herschel in a sense. I already know I'm a fuck up. So why? Let's not. Let's, let's skip the, the fighting part of it and just go straight to the punishment. Remember how Henry was, I've got to do good and go save everybody. And maybe that's how Herschel feels. He's got to go be the good guy. Why wait? I got to start living up to my dad right and maggie is yeah. standing in his way or even up to her even more than i can't i can't live up to them ever so i'm not gonna try i think it's more like i'm gonna get out there and do it whether you think i should or not maybe he got tired of feeling useless it's like well even if i'm useless i gotta do something teenagers that also think they know shit. everything mm -hmm. so he, we know he's been like skipping out on his training he's probably like i already know how to like kill stuff right he like went to like one lesson and he's like i'm a pro killer now <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know if that's the case, but I'm a pro killer. <laughs> I'm a pro. I play video games not in this world at all. I'm a pro killer. All I need is a brick and a shovel. I just need a, I need a controller and a TV. I want him to get some sort of vindication with this brick and shovel moment. I want him right. to like later in this in this season knock a brick with a shovel like a baseball bat. <laughs> And like kill someone that way. Or just like, okay, stand right here. I'm just going to use the shovel as a mortar and then I'll just put you behind a brick wall. Maybe he was getting Karate Kid trained. This fighting move is using a brick and a shovel. <laughs> wax on, wax off. <laughs> These are not getting any better. <laughs> <Like even laughs> 
Do you think we'll see a, a fighting moment with Herschel? I mean, we know he's being captured. Is he going to fight his way out? I don't think that's his lane right now. <laughs> Stay in your lane. <laughs> Stay in your lane, Herschel. Be captured. I can see him grabbing a gun and shooting somebody, but like hand-to-hand fighting somebody off? No. He was totally prepared to shoot Negan when he was like, what, eight years old? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, he was. I think he'd be okay with that. The hand-to-hand, he'd get his ass kicked. I can see it happen too, though. And I can see that being something the crowd would definitely want. He wants to see the killer instinct in Herschel. Similar to Pearly, I think he wants to see something come from within and use it. Maybe he wanted to go fight and Maggie kept telling him, no, go train more. Maybe uh, he goes to the Croat and the Croat's like, yeah, go kick this dude's ass. Yeah, you're ready. Go kill these people. And then it's Herschel's like, yeah, that's what I've been wanting to do. So Could be. In the theory that Herschel gets turn to the croat side i can see that as a viable reason right he made it easy not very complicated you wanted people are a resource let's do it if you fail you could just become methane but by the time maggie finds him herschel doesn't want to leave herschel's in a vat could his anger at maggie be because they didn't kill negan oh you know that's interesting that he's held on to it that long yeah maybe that is the impetus and we mentioned that also i, I remember saying it distinctly when we saw the look on herschel's face <laughs> as he's looking at negan in the distance i felt like that was something that wasn't going to go away maybe that's it she's been pissed off at her all these years because she he, let negan he never, go he, he let his daddy's killer go interesting okay let's put that in our hat the i love new york hat and We'll just see what happens with that. Let's let's read some comments, though. <laughs> okay, I'll say it, Thomas. He was building a brick pizza oven, needed the shovel, obviously. Thomas took it a step further. Uh, Shauna says, hit him with the brick, bury his body. Yeah, there you go. Will they throw him in the cage with a shovel and a brick? Yeah, probably, if uh, if the Croat pokes him long enough. Takira says, if Maggie didn't teach him hand-to-hand by now, maybe she is a bad parent. That's the necessity. I think she was trying, though. I'm not saying she didn't teach him. I mean, he's just still a kid. He's not going to be super proficient against adults because he's not in Padre and he's not a seven-year-old with a right. chair. From the egg. Who's He's not going to be that proficient. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, he's, he's no Mo Jones. I think she's been teaching him. He's just not good enough to be a grown-up yet. Right. He's just not consistent, too. Emily says, I thought he would have had more screen time than Jenny by now. Ooh, shots fired. Thomas O'Mara says, uh, remember Deegan told Herschel in that episode, put the gun down, come back to me when you're a te- when you're a teenager or when you're a little older, he's what he says. Walani says, Herschel did almost off Negan. Yes, that's true. Same as Thomas. Shauna says, or him and Negan in the cage together. Oh, that would be interesting, Shauna. Walani says, yeah, Blazy. The Croat, Mario, says, Herschel had a gun on Negan and didn't shoot. Lois says, remember he was going to kill Negan at one point. Yeah, everybody's saying the same thing. It's like you're all <laughs> in a hive mind. We're all in sync right now. And Thomas says, leave the brick, take the cannoli. If you don't know what a cannoli is, your life is not worth living. You're missing out. Just once is fine. Emily says, I feel like the show would feel less whiny at times if they actually let Herschel voice the Negan hate, which I think it's a good idea to hold back because until now, it hadn't occurred to me, until Sharon D said it, it hadn't occurred to me that maybe this was it all along. Maybe he's harboring this resentment that Maggie left his father's killer walk free. And what's interesting about this episode, if this is the case, is that there are a whole bunch of people that are letting their loved one's killers walk free or not. But then also there's a whole lot of people who are mourning the loss of the people whom they loved. Even the Croat, even Pearly, even Maggie, the tribes people sitting across the table before they eat. It's a very interesting reflection that we're getting of one another. And I thought that actually helped me digest this episode a little bit more that we're seeing it cut across all the, the people who are objectively awful. We're talking so much about Herschel. It wasn't even this episode. Right, exactly. <laughs> what is happening? 
saying right now. But that's that's the power of the show. And interestingly enough, Ginny and Herschel are these little avatars of the people who are still maybe represent the good in us or the the things that we care for. Oh, maybe they're supposed to be the good and the evil. Maybe mm-hmm. Ginny is the good and Herschel is the represents the evil. If wanting revenge on Negan is the impetus for him, the way he's been acting, then someone offering him Negan on a silver platter, a la the Croat, would be a very easy way to turn him to their side. I know comic book Herschel was a jerk, right? Not till so maybe over. that's the route they're going. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm just going to read that. I don't read. Thomas, uh, this isn't Game of Thrones. Dun, dun, there can only be. <laughs> it's actually Game of Bones. <laughs> anyway, Emily says, I will not get my hopes up with the writers giving the Rees good arcs at the present. Shauna says, Would Herschel be more angry at Rick than Negan then? Jail is not something that is common in this world, just whatever version of justice is what he had seen most of his life. That's interesting, too, I have to, I have to admit, because you, you could attribute it to more to Rick. But Rick is an abstract. He's never met Rick. He has no mm-hmm. idea who Rick is. Rick letting Negan go seven years ago would have no impact on this kid whatsoever watching his mother blatantly let his dad's killer walk away in front of him as he stood there and watched would be a lot different oh yeah yeah can we talk about pearly can we talk about something else (laughs) like just not herschel so let's talk about the ledger uh i did want to bring something up that the croat actually says after pearly's fight in the cage kind of want to bring up these big points first before we forget about them he says something to the effect of i don't enjoy such barbarism but it had to be done that was fun <laughs> and isn't that interesting because marshall armstrong says the same thing to jano his marshal in training in the first episode right after he kills the michelle Hurd character the bar owner mm-hmm. and so i like that there's this interesting mirror that cuts across both of these characters but also pro- proving that new babylon isn't that much different than in a sense the sanctuary and you can easily tie that to what the magistrate and his four other buddies does to Negan's wife Annie while she's out trading New Babylon too. But isn't this just a bunch of psychos in charge claiming that they're trying to keep order or some sort of new world order based on just war or something like that? And isn't it just a larger scale version, a successful, maybe a probably more successful version of the sanctuary because people bought in to the safety aspect. Croat mentions above all else safety with the fork. <laughs> Can't forget that. I love that. I love the actor guy. I can't remember his name because it's Zhigga His name is Zhigga. Anyway. The Croat. That is sorry. not Sorry, name. Mario. I'm oh sorry, Mario. Goodness. I just don't remember his name. I'm sorry, the real Croat. Well, look, this is a theocracy, and theocracies have never been kind to women. What he does to a woman probably doesn't matter. Do you think it's sanctioned, or is it just people in power? They just don't care. Yeah, well, he's a person in power. He can do whatever he wants. It was just a woman, uh, a woman of color, even, who Oof. we came across and we did this, and you know what? Nobody's going to do anything to us. We can, we're allowed to. We're keeping the women in their place. And no wonder why Negan feels justified. This isn't how it's supposed to be. At least he has a sense of right and wrong. Oh, there's a lot of comments coming up. Takira says, didn't the Croat actually call it a sanctuary? Yes, he did. Because it's deliberate. It's the new sanctuary. Oh, he's taken a lot of things from Negan. People are a resource. He took that and twisted it. It's a sanctuary. He took that and twisted it. Because people are a resource. Sure, Negan saw people as a resource to go and find him stuff. 
not to use as power and huff them. Well, right. That was really gross. He, he, he saw people as the resource. This is why we do it. They help us. We help give them safety and protection, etc. But you help us. You And also you give us your shit. But that they stay around. This is why, why we do what we do. The Croat, it's the exact opposite. That was They're why expendable. He, he got so mad at Simon because Simon killed all of the trash heap people. And those people were a resource who were out finding him things and giving him stuff to help him survive so i just love how they've made this guy people are a natural the, resource <laughs> the, the like Mostly a twisted dead. mirror of negan you know the one thing that has cut across consistently are people saying i don't really care to know about the croats backstory i just want to know that he's a shit just a completely irredeemable awful person that i can hate on and i find it interesting well we got some of his backstory and yes. yet did his backstory make you feel any more soft for him or understanding of him? It made me understand why he would be so Cru cruel and hateful, I guess. His family was eaten, you guys. I'm sorry, but can we talk? Like, like this is what I want to talk. This is the stuff I want to talk about. Like, stop talking yeah, about Yeah, let's Herschel. go darker. I let's talk, talk about darker shit. Stuff. Yeah. So like, Gareth and Mary found his family? Obviously, that reflects in how he treats other people of this world. Because there's nobody else he cares about. Yeah, Everybody, he's got nothing. He's got nothing. Yeah. Even the family he has, he's learned that, <laughs> that they can go in any time. And as long as they're going to go, put them in the fuel jar. Yeah. Let's do it because hey let's make something good out of something bad that makes me think of water world when they would put people in the melted human soil tank they would add them back to the earth and they would put them in that tank full of goopy people melted parts that was what it made me think Milani <laughs> says all i could think of was thunderdome okay i wrote down all the things that this reminded me of okay water world was not on that bingo card but yes tank girl with the water thing literally pulling yeah. water out of people saw <laughs> because of the pearly cage fight situation and the cutting okay. the key out. Thunderdome, mm -hmm. I wrote down. Also, the governor, mm -hmm. because it's just tanks of dead people. You know what it also made me think of? The Whispers, because in death, they serve a purpose. They turn into guard. They ascend into guardians. Methane does not make you hallucinate. I just want you. I just, I'm going to throw some science out here now, guys. Methane is one of the safest natural fossil fuels that there are. I'm not sure why cars don't run on it, honestly, other than I believe in conspiracy theories. So there's that. Well, during the gas crisis, we did have methylamine. It was not methylamine. It was um... Methylamine is what they used in Breaking no, Bad to yes. make the blue meth. It was, <laughs> it was eth oh, methanol, methanol. Interesting how we don't just drive off of it now. But anyway. There is a specific reason. In this uh, I learned later on in life, it wears down parts faster because it's uh -huh, alcohol-based. Yeah, okay. Because, uh, yeah, mm -hmm, I'm sure that's the reason. That's the reason. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, uh, yeah okay i believe that <laughs> i'm just a dumb american citizen and i believe everything i'm told it's not to say that you can't adapt it but i i, I cede your point but, uh, anyway yeah. fuel is a conspiracy <laughs> theory anyway so um so anyway moving on so what you're saying bridget is we should just stick dead bodies in the tailpipes of our cars and drive around that's gonna work no that's fine no, <laughs> no. Yeah, put a band-aid on it nothing on your is tailpipe. Created, I'm just like, kidding I'm just kidding like, I'm rock, kidding yeah we know right we yeah know. It's, it's don't, put, rock, don't so. put dead bodies in your tailpipe it can be yeah. food 
food. It can be anything. Anyway. It could be canola oil. It can be a lot of different things. Cow farts. Yep. Human farts. Those are ruining the world, apparently. Although it's the cleanest fossil fuel. Anyway, just just go look it up yourselves. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so, just, just read some science and then you'll find just out. Just read the anyway, literature. So if it's in high concentrations, yes, Thomas, it can displace oxygen. But like it has to be really like- high concentrations. And my husband said this earlier today. We were joking about it. But like if you close a door in the bathroom and like you can't fart yourself to death. Okay. It's just like not a thing. But what about a Dutch oven? You can see that they're huffing the shit in a gas mask. <laughs> but right. But okay. you yes, could want okay. to die. You can okay. want to die after that. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> They get used to it, though. Here's where my colorful life experiences play in. <laughs> How many of you have huffed things? Because <laughs> I have. It wears off quick. Yeah. yeah it does. Like, well, real quick. Doing some of the research for this, by the way, it depends, again, like you said, on the concentration and the quality, too, I just, of the, me- I find, the methane. One, it was gross because it's still, <laughs> yes. it's it's literally a, a walker corpse. You know that thing is gnarly. Yeah. On t- human remains plus feces, urine, ammonia. When I do the research for this, it's mostly with regards to human waste, yeah. you know, when it comes to the methane part of it. It actually has a name, too. It's called Jankum. Oh, that's what Logan said. Oh. Logan maybe, just said that in the maybe chat. Maybe it was Jankum. Logan Stokes. We're on the same wavelength. I felt like the prolonged reaction was unlikely. Well, so in the research that I did for this, it's rare that people receive the visual and auditory hallucinations, but it does tend to slow response times, make yeah. people clumsier. It's a numbing sensation that people will get as a result of this. It can give you blurred vision. Like if that was what they were trying to like show, I could see yeah. that. You know, you just slap some Vaseline on that camera lens and you're getting that blur. Not this weird. Zambian youth would claim that this gave you a, a cheaper and better high than cannabis. Because in some doses, if the quality is good and you really, you just really fermented that feces in urine good enough, I will, I'll spare you the details on how they make it. Yeah, you can get auditory and visual hallucinations. But the whole point of it, really to go back to why this is done, is people would do this to numb the pain in their life for just an hour tops. And if done in excess, it can cause permanent heart and brain damage too. Which of course, hey, ignorance is bliss. I know. So, I had heart failure. <laughs> you think I look back on there my you go. past go, Is that how it happens? Oh, oh, God. <laughs> Sorry, Bridget. Oh, you caused permanent <laughs> Never do damage that again. to your body? <laughs> good call. Good call, Bridget, in her 20s. Good call. Um, <laughs> oh, man. Cautionary tale? <laughs> don't have things, my friends. Don't do it. Don't do it. Stop it. <laughs> Snap out of it. A guy I knew went crazy and shot um, a gun at the fire station after huffing too much. Is the huffing methane or, or doing whippets? Wh- whippets. It's not whippets, Dave. It was no, I car know. starter fluid. But you can huff. Oh, God. Anyway, <laughs> I'm fine now. I'm fine. A guy that I worked with, his son was huffing paint and he died at 14 yeah from mm-hmm. a, yeah it's don't serious. have things no that will don't give have you things. a rush don't do that either i did go there logan logan knows what i speak of logan and i have been friends for a very long time just so you guys know <laughs> <laughs> logan's got the goods on you let's repay logan <laughs> no does. don't don't do it and uh thomas is ordemus jenkumus so <laughs> don't do it the order of jenkum don't it's just fart theory anyway, i make jokes because i'm dealing i have trauma anyway 
anyway, it's it's not funny. I just, you know. <laughs> it's not funny, but we're, it's not funny. some of us are laughing. I don't know anyway. what doll Rachel's doing. She still has her gun. She's getting ready to shoot. <laughs> the cage fight scene was <laughs> awesome. Thank you for cutting off a head with a pair of handcuffs. That was amazing. Then cutting a key out of someone's body, also sick. And the way that that head, the way that the neck spurted blood after he ripped that off Like that delayed reaction. (laughs) I loved it. (laughs) I personally loved it. It made no sense because they don't have beating hearts, but it's fine. Right. That episode where Merle was going to hand Michonne over to the governor and he ties her to that post while he's trying to start the car up. And she does the same thing to a walker with, um, I don't know, whatever she's tied up with, rope or string, mm-hmm. whatever, twine, whatever it is she's tied up with. Wasn't it a telephone cable? It was some kind of cable. Like, like out of the back of the telephone. Okay. Yeah, I think that sounds right, actually. Yeah. That scene was a Michonne shout out to Kira Says mm-hmm. as we just wrapped it up. Faster <laughs> to Kira. Now, then again, it could be a delay because of a, we had a dip earlier. Shauna says he was too fresh of a walker for him to, yeah, and I, I kind of tend to agree. Too fresh of a walker for him to be that precise his handcuffs would have made his wrists bruise and bad yeah and i swollen too you know even when i was watching the cage fight as they put the walker in the cage and let's say armstrong kicks him across across the cage and he's against the railing with all these auditory people around him you don't really think of this shit until like after the episode's over like hey, wait, why didn't the walker go after the people outside the cage the walker doesn't know it can't get to them because all he's hearing is noises oh i'll go toward the noises why does he go for arm Armstrong. Now, if they had cut Armstrong and he smelled the blood over the shouts, that makes more sense to me because of the Sanjay effect, I'll call it, because Sanjay says the smell of blood, the fresh stuff, that's what they go for first. But um, that's a really good question. Again, this is if I were the type of person who nitpicks things. But I'm not. That's weird. <laughs> you just did. But okay. It sounds like I did, though, didn't I? Yeah, you did. You did. <laughs> nah, it <laughs> didn't did. exist. Didn't you, exist, Bridget. It already happened. I, I, you know what? I was Dave, channeling you. Dave. <laughs> <laughs> blame you. Do you want to talk about the Croatian song? Because I know you know the, how to say it. I don't. Oh, <laughs> Which means Dawn will cry. Yeah. How emo. It's about it unrequited so emo. love. <laughs> it's, if it wasn't so absolutely sad, it would be emo. Is that Don Dory that's gonna cry? No, it's D-A-W-N. And also it's Dom Dory. Yeah. D-O-N. <laughs> Dominic Dory, double D's, <laughs> God. Anyway, it's written by Drago Britvic and performed by Misho Kovac, usually. And by the way, that version that plays on the episode is probably oh, the better. The better. Mario of, said you nailed it. Yeah, yeah, man. I'm I'm with it. I actually looked it up on how to pronounce it correctly. <laughs> anyway, thank you. Listen, I try I do the research and sometimes I slip up and I will admit to it when I when I do, but this time I didn't. Uh, the versions of that song that, that are out there, some of them sound like dance mixes. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, no, that's the appropriate version. The moody choir uh, acapella version is the one. The other ones just sound more upbeat. So there's like, like a it's, there's like a sandstorm version of this. It was made in the I want to say it's the 60s, if I'm not mistaken, popularized in the 60s. Let's put it that way. So then you get into that 60s, early 70s kind of like that kind of 
dance-ish boogaloo sort of thing going on. Like disco duck? I wanted to go as far as say disco-ish, like that pop disco. But anyway, I'm not going to get into the lyrics, but it basically goes into a man who's heartbroken over the loss of his love. Now, we're not talking about death. We're talking about a woman who ends up choosing someone of means, let's say, over someone who makes her life feel complete. He knows this. The singer knows this. And he almost cries for her, for what she'll have to endure, in a sense, just to have a life of safety, let's say. We can link it to the episode. Just to have that life of safety, what are you willing to sacrifice? So he cries also for her and that she will never feel as complete as she was when she was with him. That just spending time with him at dawn, the song means dawn will cry, meaning every time you wake up with this man, my heart goes to you also, including me in my dark emo sadness. I cry for you too because you will have to go through that because I know what our love meant to us. And it's very choice too because the songs that are sung in this episode are applied to different people, not really the people who are in the same scene. But Dave, you just said that song was choice. <laughs> what? You used you used choice just then. Like what? what What's wrong with, with the word choice? I've said choice before. Excuse it's just me. like it does not describe this song at all. <laughs> No, but what I mean is it applies not to the Croat and what he lost, but it applies to kind of Negan, what he loses. <laughs> Mitchell says the maggots and the food was really gross, though. And then having the guy swallow the key like, oh, my God. Ah, <laughs> ah. <laughs> when he saw the maggot. OK, that was very dramatic. <laughs> But it's so gross. He accuses the server. And I feel like the server was going to say, I wasn't responsible for the food. It wasn't, but it didn't matter. No, it didn't matter. It was all a show anyway. It really showed his version of what people are resource means. Anybody and everybody's expendable to make a point. Negan made a point at a last resort. The Croat, and you almost have to hand it to him because it really shows the differences between a good guy. Well, a real bad guy <laughs> instead of a, well, Negan was bad, but he had his reasons. This was one of the scenes I wanted to talk about, too. I think they made a choice with the camera, too. If you notice how steady the camera is when it's pointing at Armstrong and it's like kind of jostly and all over the place when it's pointing at the Croat. I think they're depicting mm. his unstable nice catch. versus yeah. Armstrong, who was mentally stable. It also made me I wonder. I can't take you serious. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe this has gone on this long, too. I can't take you seriously as a doll. Okay, wait. I have something to ask. <laughs> the audience if you like doll rachel that's fine but if you want physical rachel to show up on the camera physical rachel. how physical, physical rachel physical we can rachel. fish her out of the methane tank and plop her on the screen if you want to if you're fine with doll rachel because i like doll rachel too oh, she seems like buffalo bills so okay can i keep <laughs> yes. talking now or <laughs> yes yes <laughs> Like like Bridget said, um, <laughs> hard to take you seriously. <laughs> she's bringing up such good points too. I'm so sorry. I know. I you know you're okay. right. You're right. Okay, I'm okay. sorry. It's like the most serious version of me. <laughs> so with the camera choices that they made, it also made me wonder if there actually was a maggot in that meat, or if he was seeing it. Because oh. I assume the meat was cooked, and wouldn't a maggot have died in the heat? I know they thrive in warm areas, but not that hot. Not to cook the meat to an edible degree. Emily says, 
actually, Rachel. <laughs> so I, I'm assuming she'll get to it. <laughs> when they showed it from a different angle from the side, you could still see the maggot sticking out of the meat. Okay. The I, was, I was watching angle. it on my laptop, so I didn't have a really good visual. I didn't notice until I watched it on the big TV today, but you can see the maggot sticking out. I'm not sure it was alive anyway. Like, I feel like he cut the meat or it even like, like he set it up. I don't, I don't know. It was, it was, it was crawling through that. A oh. little squirm yeah. wormy. It was still there on the side, but that doesn't mean anything anyway. They had to get a maggot wrangler a and everything. Ma- a maggot wrangler. You don't even know. These these shows take this shit seriously, too. <laughs> the maggots, they we have to treat them humanely. It's a magamatronic. <laughs> well, you know, maybe, actually. That CGI maggot looked a hell of a lot better than the deer. <laughs> CGI deer. <laughs> Which I thought was choice. At least it was recognizable as a deer. All the callbacks this episode, right? Right, <laughs> right. right. And I'm sure we'll get, but that was that was pretty good. I like that it wasn't completely real because then we can go back to CGI deer and go, okay, okay, I see what you're doing here. It's not completely, there's a little uncanny valley, which is meant to be a callback. But we just, Dead City did it better, okay? Shauna says maggot meat injector. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Thomas, what do you think Herschel thinks of the maggot? (laughs) What if Herschel is the maggot? Mm, What if Herschel's the meat? I'm just going to make everybody upset. I'm so sorry. No, no. Takira says, I want to hang out with mini Rachel drunk and we can smoke. I'm assuming that's what the cloud is. I thought it was fart. But what if... (laughs) Well, then you'd have to hang out with real Rachel who's in a methane vat. It's it's just the way it goes. No, I don't want that for you, Takira. I don't want that for you. Emily says, y'all talking about the maggot is making my stomach queasy (laughs) when I saw it. Wait, did you ever get to the actually Rachel? No, she was um, saying she wanted actual Rachel. Oh, oh, I thought she was like, I'm actually maggot. You got mixed reviews because Shauna said, let mini Rachel be mini Rachel. She's very good at staring at the camera. Yeah, just let her swag. (laughs) I haven't blinked once. Do swaggy things. I would totally want to staring I know, it's unnerving a little bit. (laughs) Staring deep into your soul. I keep going to look at you and it's just the dots. I really freaking me out i love that i can still see all of you you know what'd be great is if the camera could just pan in slowly (laughs) over time and eventually it just gets really close into doll rachel face you could make that happen for the edited version (laughs) yeah we'll do that i'll do that and at the end of the episode i'll just be staring at her dead dot eyes with the pink eyelashes so it's not as scary takira said rachel how do you eat logan said she's always stuffed no need to eat Mm. (laughs) you guys are so cheesy you're so cheesy Mm. it's like a it's a rogue fort (laughs) i do want to go to luther because Mm. simply because and we'll dart around i'm sure he's not wrong he makes good points throughout the episode and the closer we get to to his confrontation with negan it's like the unstoppable force meets immovable object something has to win because they're, they're both not wrong they're both trying to protect the people they love yeah he is pretty confrontational from the jump luther does not like him like at all which is very clear i don't think he uh, likes either of them no he doesn't. why would luther confront negan on his own instead of telling his group it specifically says on this this guy is charming and charismatic do not approach deadly. him alone and deadly why would he not tell anybody else he thought oh i would take him out myself but why would you put yourself in that kind of position well i think you figure you've survived manhattan these people are coming in and they make it seem like where you're living is really horrible <laughs> so you're probably 
probably like, cool, I guess the benefit is I'm tougher than they are. And technically, I feel like he should have been. He was more physically imposing than Negan. But Negan got him with that cheese grater. <laughs> it was a lemon zester. Just want to point that out. Look here. No. It's, it's on the side of the grater. cheese grater. <laughs> There's only one side. Nope. That's of a cheese grater? A cheese Excuse grater. me, sir. They come in. It's a handheld zester. Nope. They come you in. Oh, my gosh. Nope. You're they wrong. Come it's a cheese grater. They come in four. But they also. They, like, stand up. But this was nope. a. This was a handheld they one. They also come with a handle. They come as a single panel with a handle. It is. A, it was a cheese grater because those grates were huge. A zester? A zester would not do that. Sharon, you just sit back and watch this fight. It's, it's just, I do this because it's very funny and entertaining because I really don't care but now I, it, you guys challenging now me makes me worse. No, it's a zester because the small, the holes are smaller and this is a very professional chef's kitchen and so they put little You're lemon zest You're telling me they're there. not grating Parmesan over your pasta, sir? Well, they may use the zester on Parmesan on a very dry aged, par- fresh dry aged Parmesan. Zesters are thinner. It was a ch- it yes, was a they are grater. usually thinner. But this is a chef's kitchen. No, so cheese grater. Dave. You're wrong. Dave. <laughs> These are the arguments we have on no. Squawking See, Dead. See, now I want to argue about this, even though I don't care either. Sharon, you cut the clip. Cut the clip. This is the one. This is. The, I don't care this is either. The one that wins it. I really don't care at all. Nobody, none of us I just, care. I don't we know why. I to... Thank you, Logan. If you're grating Parmesan with a zester, doesn't that make it a cheese grater? No, it makes it a cheese zester. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, cheese. Funny to me. Cheese zester. <laughs> it's a zest of cheese. You don't know what you're missing. It just the cheese just Tell melts in whatever ragu your pasta, you make. Sir. <laughs> Is your pasta zesty enough with cheese? You're wrong. Megan, anyway, Megan got lucky. So. That's what I'm gonna say. He, I yes. think so. Well, that's, yeah, that's where I, I tell was you, He should have yeah. just let Negan borrow his damn beeswax. Mm-hmm. Would have solved everything. Give a little, get a little, right? Not enough beeswax in the world to fix that. It was Nunya, Nunya beeswax. Taken that off of his dead body before he walked away. <laughs> that you know, that but I think would have taken away. That been good. And that would have been I the perfect way to get caught because they would be like, "What are you doing with Luther's beeswax?" Well, they're gonna find out. Nunya anyway. beeswax. And that's when he yells, "Nunya!" It's like Nunya so good. Beeswax. What? Nunya beeswax. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's good stuff. I should write this show. <laughs> You better be joking. I would have written a better Everybody joke be than quiet. that. Luther was a great character. R.I.P. Luther. <laughs> we knew you for two seconds. For a hot sec. <laughs> for exactly. Two seconds. Exactly. Yeah. Like an episode and a half. Yeah. He was great. Tid. <laughs> <laughs> it was so good. I can't wait for her. <laughs> Dick Cheese 42 or whatever his name was. <laughs> what? To read Dick that. Cheese 42? What? Oh, you're talking about Blue Cat 7. Oh, f- they just laugh too much and make oh my God. dumb Can't jokes wait for about them graders to, versus to zesters. That was not They're a addicted. They're addicted, They're addicted to our banter. It was David. <laughs> it was David. <laughs> I would never have a handle that says Blue Cat. First of all, cat. Yeah, best cover ever. Come on. Right? I know. Yeah, that's, exactly. That's exactly, exactly what, yep. what Blue Cat 42 would say. Yeah, we, we all know you Not hate animals, me. David. So you would absolutely make a I handle do. about a, about a, a cat. I, I would. I would. I would zest a cat in a heartbeat. No, I wouldn't. Oh which is that's which is why not this my is personality. What? Anyway, <laughs> I'm calling Peta, and you know they never stop. So you're gonna ki- get us canceled. Good luck. Dave likes his animals like he likes his Luther. Graded. <laughs> Graded. 
and impaled in the oh. head. Oh. Pushed down upon. Nick. Going back to my original question, though, but Luther was not wrong throughout this episode, I don't think. He was wrong to approach Negan by himself. Well, yeah. Yes. I'm going to answer my own question, but how is that any different from Herschel trying to confront the Croat? He thinks he's invincible. Luther was right, okay? But he's not right because he could have asked Negan, what about these guys that you killed, that they're saying you killed? Why don't you tell me the story? He's just going out immediately and agreeing with this marshal who- Rifling through his stuff. Well, they handed him the bag when they first came in there. When they first brought mm. him to the tower, they handed Luther the bag to go through. It's a good point. If anybody was looking at it from the other side, looking at their family, people they've killed, you know, with that, does that make them the bad guy too? So he should know that you can't just look at this piece of paper and judge Negan. But he's, he's letting his suspicions get the better of him. Hasn't everybody done something after this long in that they may have regretted? It's like Ted Lasso said, be curious, not judgmental. Be curious and ask <laughs> Negan. How convenient. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> in this world. No, but you're right. The gravest mistake that he made probably was, and I get why he does it, but for all their talk about family, he goes at it on his own. He circumvents the group and the will of the group to kick them out. So I get his motivations, but the very nature of him doing what he does undercuts his motivations. He ended up killing himself because he didn't go ask for anybody's help or anybody's opinion. Mm. It is kind of a reflection of Herschel. What were you laughing at, Bridget? What is it? (laughs) I looked down at my phone and I had a text message from Logan. And it's just a link to this cheese grater. <laughs> it's a zester. No. I deny reality, Logan Stokes. It says cheese grater. <laughs> it's a zester. It's a, yeah. it's fine. It's, it's, it's a not. zester. It says. Um, it's a lemon zester. Choice. A, choice. Nine. Choice. Nine and a half inch stainless Oh, you know what? grater. Because it says choice, I will allow it. <laughs> there we go. I was dying I, on so many levels. I believe nothing but the word choice. That's oh, it's okay. the, we I belong to the church of latter day choice. <laughs> so sorry. Okay. Wow, it is getting a little hot in here, isn't it? Uh nobody's here to feel I'm it. I'm overstimulated. <laughs> Wow. You know what's the dumbest thing about all this laughter is it's only funny to us. Literally you and me, Bridget. I'm so sorry. Rachel has no emotional on her face. I know. Poor thing doesn't even have a mouth. I mean, she doesn't even vibrate when she giggles. It's sad, actually. I can't laugh. I know. I don't like it. I don't like it. You actually haven't been laughing. It's really unnerving. Bridget's Like, you not laughing and the eyes. (laughs) She took Rachel's soul. I can't handle it. And put it in a doll. Are you casting a spell on me right now? Yeah, right. I, I can't tell if you're upset with us anymore. You don't have that sad face. <laughs> like if, if somebody says Glenn deserved to die, like Thomas says all the time, I can't see your sad face or your angry face. I'm flipping you off mentally. I see. I see. Oh, okay. no. We'll use, we'll use verbal cues. That's cool. <laughs> okay. I wanted to drop a tiny note about the fact that we know what Negan's son's name is, and that's Joshua. Mm-hmm. We, all, we all caught that? Okay. Mm-hmm. Do you know what the name Joshua means in Hebrew? I don't actually. Choice. It's a tree. <laughs> It is a tree. It means choice. But, you know what's actually fun, funny about that tree? Rachel. What? Are you laughing, Rachel? I can't tell. Is it a choice? <laughs> tree? Uh, okay. Okay, I hear it. It's okay. Oh, what a relief. So uh, Joshua is, is a tree and... Funny enough, the Joshua tree gave shade to Jonah in the Bible because it means... Why are you asking us for confirmation? (laughs) 
it means God's. Well, I was hoping somebody was a Bible scholar somewhere around here. Yes. Anyway, but it means uh, God it. saves or God is the savior. Yehoshua. So bless you. It's kind of an odd name because thus, what was Negan? He was a savior and he is the savior. Joshua is his savior, let's say even. It's kind of an interesting name. Wow. Bridget, completely faceless. It's a choice name, Bridget. It's a choice name. I was just thinking if there was any other character named Joshua that we had met. So far. that was all. And Josh uh, McDermott. I think Joshua's not been repeated. We've heard a lot. No, of, I don't think so. I have a whole list. No, I, can I keep a list in my phone of all the recycled names that we've heard. Luther is also a new one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wish he would have lasted longer, though. Mm. But I am curious to see what happens. Is I do like the little pairing of Maggie's mementos, one of which she brings to the table, or she happens to have on her at the table after a little conversation with Negan about the things that she's lost. And they're at the table, and each one of them produces a token from somebody that they've lost. She produces the, she doesn't open it in front of everybody. She's not opening up that much because she's opening up just enough to what they've been doing into this family and their rituals by taking out her own token before they eat. I thought it was interesting to pair it next to, the savior's way of doing things. Yeah. That kind of the pleasure. Dom- the Doma. Doma Yeah. Doma Smoke. We are home. And like the the decadence and the, oh, let's just get them riled up so that they feel like we're entertaining them and we do this for them. We give them safety. We revel in the violence because. Again, reminded me of the governor. Right. The right. And the, his the gladiator arena. matches in the arena. Yeah. Yep. It's very interesting. What yeah. motivates people to feel like they are safe or what makes them feel connected to their family? Because he says that too. He says, we are home. We are a family. And it does. I mean, what? what is it? Why are you doing the accent? We are a family. <laughs> Why? Because fuck everybody. I get to do whatever. This is my show. I get to do whatever I want. <laughs> Did you have any doubts? It's like I was on the edge of laughing because I kept thinking of Rachel saying choice. <laughs> was the <laughs> Hey, Rachel is my accent choice. <laughs> Actually, no, forget you. Let me ask the real Croat. <laughs> we are a family. Oh, my goodness. Okay. There is also, okay, let's talk about funny, though. There's such a tongue in cheekness to using the thanks, one of the Thanksgiving Day floats as the fat lady. We were wondering what that was in the first episode, and that we finally got to see it. It's just a fucking turkey from the, from the Thanksgiving Day Macy's Parade. Oh, I didn't see yeah. it. I didn't see it. That's, okay, cool. Oh, you didn't see it? I didn't see that's it. That's why when Negan says the parade's looking a little rough this year, that's, oh, so that's oh. what he's referring to. I thought oh, he was just Wow, referring- you didn't notice that? No, I didn't know it was a float. That's cool. No, As it moves, it. also, like, the tail feathers widen and collapse. Yeah, I was wondering it's what the really movement f- was, but yeah, that's funny. It is so fun, and it's such a New York thing. Just, I, and maybe even some of you have watched the Thanksgiving Day Parade. Yeah, we always watch. Well, well, sure. Doesn't everyone? Yeah. I mean, fuck football. <laughs> Mario says the accent at some point. Thank you. Thank you. Mario, don't encourage him, please. <laughs> this is like when David Carranza says, oh, he's so cute when he does things. I don't Carranza loves whatever I do. No. He wants you. So, he agrees with everything you say. He is a bad influence uh, on disgusting. you. disgusting. Stop I live for all of you. I And I also, it makes the show funnier because they get so riled up when you love me. <laughs> because <laughs> you do. have to understand something. You have to understand something. Okay, let's real talk this shit right now. Because everybody loves all of you way more more than they love me <laughs> and wow that, that is, sounded actually pretty bad <laughs> that is untrue <laughs> rachel is the cute look, one look, charity they, is bu- the spicy they one they all love rachel and sharon more than they love <laughs> what I, david <laughs> No, don't lump yourself in because everybody oh, loves how fucking funny you are. I lump myself <laughs> in. 
I'm just the guy who says dumb things on occasion. I think we all. Sometimes it'll be a wacky one. I think we all each individually feel like we are the least loved. (laughs) (laughs) That's what makes it so funny to the different people who are just pity us. Yeah. Wow. We could go back through the chat and count how many times everyone agrees with Bridget. So. (laughs) Oh, stop it. It's a cheese grater, apparently. (laughs) Choice cheese grater, actually. (laughs) Oh, my God. I did want to throw out uh, an idea. Is Marshall Armstrong long conning the Croat? What? What's the con? What is the con? What is the con? (laughs) Get caught? So he he planned to get caught. No, 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 no. Hold on. Knowing that he is caught. Okay. That he is pretending to break. Did he break the Croats trust? I didn't see him break. Well, okay, so let's let's go over your assessment of when the Croat reads Joel Armstrong's letter to everybody Mm -hmm. Mm pre-apocalypse. Describing basically Pearly and all his siblings and all the people he loves, cutting him off, essentially. I'll admit that was the way Joel put it. It must have been so funny for all those people who were left all those voice messages, which is like sad. Like he's trying to make a joke and yet it's like, please save me from this place. I don't want to be here anymore. It was super sad. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I didn't think he was conning him. Mm Mm-mm. By breaking? I didn't think so because he makes like a conscious choice to like not pick that boot. I don't know. He's clearly going through something. I mean, if he is good on him because he's fooled me too. I only throw it out there because when I notice that they're both an interesting mirror of one another. I hate the barbarism, but I had to be done. I didn't enjoy doing what I did to the bartender, the, the, the barkeep. But we do this because we have to, not because we want to. He says that to Jono. It occurred to me that maybe he's playing the same game. I'm not saying that that's the case, but you never know. It's like the it's like the Ginny works for the Croat theory. It's a stretch, but it has a big payoff if, if it's right. Shauna says he breaks his tough guy attitude when he reads the note. And it broke me too. After 15 years of thinking about his brother over the water, after moving away and changing his number, pre-apocalypse, then the world going to shit and knowing that he can never reach his brother thinking about him always having that letter in his pocket oh shit that actually kind of got me because i was thinking of my own brother that would that would break my heart it's like the one reason i don't want the zombie apocalypse to happen because it's because my brother lives in china from all of you my brother lives in china i'd like never be able to get to him just get in a beer cooler and paddle across the ocean you'll be all right oh my gosh damn it we will talk about that but (laughs) so glad my brother lives in the basement I wish you'd be across the water. Whoa. No, but real talk. When the pandemic hit, we actually confronted this in one of our morning squaffy things that we tried to do. Oh, I remember that. Back at the start. And the answer I gave was instantly going into, well, we got to do certain things and we have to form relationships with, with, with the people who are closest to us because those are the people that we're going to have to count on when the chips fall. And though I'd want to be, but it was such a, and we, we didn't we didn't get as far into the podcast that we, as we did. And now when I think about it, it's, it's really tough to imagine being cut off from you guys. And what if we did have a fight or what if things ended it off shitty that would break me why are we fighting david what did you do <laughs> it was after over a zester god damn it i guess it was funny when you, you know all those messages you left you i found out you changed your number and your handles and <laughs> squawking dead all squawking because you dead instagram account you just couldn't name. admit that it was a cheese grater yeah all because <laughs> it's a zester Choice. god damn it 
<laughs> and never mind, never mind. It's easy to kind of gloss over these these details and to not be in the same frame of mind that Pearly is in that moment. Because God forbid anything like that ever happens to any one of us, or that we have to do that for somebody or to somebody for either our own sanity or and the people around us or for them in order for them to get help. God forbid. There are people that have to deal with that, and it's not an easy decision. I can imagine that wasn't an easy decision. Probably why he made the choices he made thereafter too. Who asked the question? Because I don't, I didn't see the name. But do you think that Negan killed Pearlie's brother as part of that incident with Annie? I don't think. I don't think that's that. Joel is the person he killed, but maybe Pearlie has another brother. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, Joel was dead in his apartment. He had clearly mm-hmm. killed himself. Yeah, and himself. if you remember, the person that Negan kills is a magistrate and four others. So it's I'm supposedly it's a magistrate and four friends in whatever New Babylon settlement mm-hmm. wherever they were. Sean says my brothers are the last of my family, and they are in other states, and it's too far. Sad face. Sean says if I had if all I had left was a note, I'd, it would break me hearing their words read aloud, right? And the words are of help me after you abandoned me, basically. Takira says my family is screwed in, in an apocalypse. We are near nobody and we'll freeze in October because of Minnesota. <laughs> Shauna says Takira, that's why I think that he hates Negan. They're talking about mm. the Negan killed his brother thing. Oh, uh-huh. Yeah. Or thinks he's, he is evil in need of killing. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Hmm. Or maybe it's just the philosophy, the savior's philosophy. Well, if we let one, they then the whole system would collapse. It's kind of like what they did to the barkeep. The bar, yeah, they just had to do it because you let one slide and the rest of the chips fall. Charity says that everyone has to come there in the event of the zombie apocalypse. Right. It seems like everybody's in North Carolina. I need so to, but, but I keep I keep telling myself I need selfishly. to print off instructions on how to get there. <laughs> right. It's going to be in code. And just for the record, I do not want any of you to come here. You've seen what it's like out there in Dead City. Don't come to New York City, especially Manhattan. You might make it in Brooklyn. Just saying, well, that's the thing. You're not going to be in Manhattan. So. You're not going to be in Manhattan. No. I don't so go luckily, the, you'll be fine, Dave. I don't go to the city. I'm out here in the mountains. We've got a compound and there's a creek within like a quarter of a mile. And as long as we have solar panels, we'll have running water and all that good stuff. So come on. We're up on the side of a mountain. See everything coming. We have the high ground, Anakin. We have the high ground, Anakin. There's actually a series of novels by, I think it's Ken C. Blackmore. It's called Mountain Man is the first book. And it's about a guy who holds up in a mountain home in Canada, I believe, during the zombie apocalypse. Alberta? The Rockies? He's up there because you can see all around you and it's it's less inhabited. Right, you have a good vantage point. Yeah, it's, like, it's a really good book if anybody's looking for a new book. Oh, yeah, right, I'll put it in the blog. Thomas says, by the Way. Funny how they use the exterior of MSG, but filmed it in the Meadowlands in New Jersey, the Meadowlands Arena. But it's smart because <laughs> it's, it's actually really smart. What are you gonna pay those Madison Square Garden prices? It's too, it's too much, too much. It's the same as the Barrington home. The Barrington home is in a studio, and the Barrington house exterior is on a lot, so it makes sense. Shona says, if that's the case, the Croat would be at the top of his list of people to kill. Takir says, right, such liars, Thomas. <laughs> Thomas, what the fuck would we go somewhere that isn't even technologically advanced now? Oh, the mountains. Mm. Oh, well. Well, what will Listen. technology matter? Yeah. Yeah, see, there's a heater in the room. Oh, it's chilly. Ooh. Shauna says, come to Florida. I'll collect gators and build a moat. Well, yeah, instead of a moat full of walkers, it's a moat full of gators. I think that's more deadly. IMHO. Also, my hubby's a big time prepper. I believe it. I gotta meet your husband, <laughs> Shauna. <laughs> 
<laughs> Me and her husband need to talk. Florida has too many mosquitoes, and it's really uh, hot, and they have hurricanes. Here in the mountains, we don't have a lot of mosquitoes, and it is a moderate temperature, and we don't get many hurricanes here. And the walkers so. are all get stuck in the mud when it rains. Plus, there's not a lot of people out here to get stuck. In. There's not a lot of people to be walkers. There's nobody out here. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And you're protected on one side already then by the mountain. Mm-hmm. I just want to mention that Thomas says, y'all can come to Yonkers. I've got a katana, a nine millimeter, and plenty of ammo. I say that's funny because... Don't forget your attack bunny. Mm-hmm. Named Negan. Named Negan, yes. It's funny because in this episode, Tommaso says, might as well be a map of the moon or Yonkers, a.k.a. Uh-huh. who the fuck lives in Yonkers. <laughs> Boom, Thomas! <laughs> All right. These are the episodes where you just need to get Teo to be on this because I have no idea what you guys are talking about. He lives in Queens, so fuck him too. It's fine. I'm kidding. Horace Vandergelder lives in Yonkers. He's from Hello Dolly. Set in Yonkers. Oh, my God. I should know better. My goodness. What kind of New Yorker are you? Well, I was in in that play, actually, so that's why I should know better. Well, I was a little bit burned, so I said, fuck reading the script. I was supposed to get the lead anyway. I know. My drama. Anyway. I didn't get I didn't get the lead. I was fucked over by my peers, not the director who loved my ass. I think literally. Ugh. Anyway, let's move on. <laughs> Takira says, how long will my Google Maps work to get to Sharon? That's what Sharon I'm did. saying. Print it off now and put it Print in your it all bug out, out like bag. Like we used to. It's called MapQuest. Real maps still exist. You can get a paper map. <laughs> now you're just talking down to the audience, doll. Are you kidding? That's the first so. thing. If the apocalypse actually happened, I'm I'm grabbing at least one map. Mm-hmm. With what? You should probably my, just you have, have one fingers. before then. You don't have fingers. <laughs> I will ask one of my human <laughs> companions to grab a map for me. <laughs> oh, man. Those human companions are going to look at you like lunch right now. What? You can't eat be like, cotton and yarn and fluff. It's disgusting. I David. mean, you know, if you're desperate. Uh, There's a salt there in there somewhere. There are, I bet it tastes delicious. There is no nutritional value in fluff. <laughs> How does the human soul taste like? I wonder. Uh, apparently dry cotton. <laughs> dry, dry cotton, something wet. I don't know. Probably. Ew. Something. something. <laughs> All right, I'm done. I'm sorry. I was trying to make a joke. Didn't land. All of you were like, why? Okay, hold on a second. Negan the bunny would be dinner one night. Thank you, Thomas. You're not above eating your own pets. <laughs> I don't feel, I feel less of a monster because of this. You really should. Wow. Also, <laughs> Shauna says, my neighbors jokingly said we should make a militia of our street. Post-Hurricane Ian, mosquitoes are bad, but screens work miracles. <laughs> yeah. Look at this CC fly and malaria. Those little nets. <laughs> they do wonders. Truth be told, I'm bringing my things to the mountains in an apocalypse. Emily says, I have friends who get their left and rights confused still. Oh my God. You literally Good just can make an s- owl with your hand. I still this do that. This is my left. Yeah, I this still do owl. it sometimes. This is right. Deegan will carry it for her, Sean says. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Emily, now you have to paint a picture of Deegan, but in a funny way. Thomas says, just drive toward the mountains and listen for the dueling banjos. Ooh, spoken like a New Yorker. <laughs> It's like, that's, it's such a stereotype. Unfortunately, yeah. that wouldn't target you anywhere. You'd end up all over the South, so. You'd just be walking in circles. Right. Yeah. I'm here. <laughs> in, that, that'd get you in Alabama, probably. <laughs> Emily says, what's Deegan again? And Logan said. <laughs> it's <laughs> Logan stuck as Negan with more D. with more D. <laughs> Oh, yeah. What I wanted to say to your funny responses was people were not mad at uh, Cowboy Deegan at all. They were like, yeah, this is going to be in the Spank Bank. This is my Deegan. Who was mad at him? Nobody was mad at him. It just looks weird. He wasn't mad. It was just weird. Like, cowboy with leather jacket. Okay. If Negan was on Yellowstone, (laughs) it'd be Cowboy Deegan Smith. (laughs) 
16. He's taken a bunch of people to the train station. <laughs> yes, he has. <laughs> and uh, coupled them back to his, uh, his little cabin. <laughs> oh, yes, is Emily. <laughs> I did want to talk about the song at the end, Hang Me, Oh, Hang Me, by Dave Van Ronk originally. But here's the kicker. Dave Van Ronk popularized that song. Obviously, it's performed by Oscar Isaac and Inside Lewin Davis. Obviously. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> he popularized it again. What's really fascinating about that song is that it's really, really, really hard to trace back its origins because it was a traditional song that was sung in the United States as early as the, as far as I can tell, as the early 1800s, probably beyond. I will link to a blog of an author who actually did a lot of work trying to trace the roots of that song. But the Dave Van Ronk version is haunting and beautiful. I mean, Oscar Isaac does a bang up job in Inside Louis Davis. In fact, the movie opens up with that song. Oh, I never saw that movie i know what you're talking about now i figure i give you a little time to sorry up the hard drive (laughs) (laughs) choice song anyway so (laughs) the meaning of the song generally speaking it's about a man who lives a damn life he's done so much wrong in his life that he it's just he's waiting to go but while he's alive he's gonna do whatever he can maybe for the people around him and i love how choice that song is because it's kind of negan right let me ask a question before we continue with this line of thinking why does negan leave annie and joshua we didn't leave them he said them away well but what purpose does it serve for him to stay he's scared of being being able able to protect them and being able to be hurt again if you don't have anybody to care about nobody can use anything against you it's weird because then he takes in a young girl but he can't help himself you're saying i mean to an extent yeah do you think that the wagon train that they put joshua and annie on could be the same train that michonne found at the end of the walking dead Mm. that thought occurred to me Mm -hmm. actually or maybe Maybe that these civilizations are starting to emerge too. I thought too simultaneously. I think because we don't really know anything. We get glimpses of these things and we extrapolate, but it's they can change it around on us at any time. But I really like the crux of this question because what you're saying doesn't make sense, Bridget, ostensibly, but emotionally, what you're saying makes a world of sense. Don't tell me my no, emotions don't make any sense. No, I'm saying your emotions make a ton of sense. <laughs> don't tell me. <laughs> because we know the answer to that question, right? The, the answer to that question is, how will you know if they're safe if you're not with them? Hope. And how, how will they be ultimately protected if you're not there to protect, logically? In Negan's mind, it's better to have hope and pretend they're alive, but we all know it's the hope that kills It's Ooh. like Schrodinger's cat. Right. That is so sad. He's delusional. Because what is there to live for otherwise? The knowledge that they're possibly safe? People <laughs> did that throughout history because people would get on wagon trains and go across the country and their family was, would never know if they made it, if they didn't make it, if they were killed by Indians. I mean, before the advent of phones and immediate Even communication. Even the postal service. Right. If your family member got killed by Indians out on the plains, you would never know. They would just never hear from them again. But that could be anything in Yellowstone 1882 yeah yeah I'm not gonna spoil it for anybody but there's like a really emotional scene and there's a point in which you go like someone is waiting for someone to come and they're heartbroken either way right because either the person didn't show up because they're dead or the person didn't show up because they decided they don't love them anymore either way you're heartbroken that's horrific but the person's dead and you would never know that they did love you is it better to not know and believe that they're still alive and okay than it is to know for sure 
sure. And I feel like we talked about that like last week, and now I can't remember what exactly the context well, was. Well, we spoke about this for one thing when it came to Ginny and people feeling that they're safe rather than knowing whether they're actually safe, knowing which way is up also. That's one example, but we probably brought this back in another context. Feel The feeling of safety over the knowledge of safety. You can believe that someone is alive if you don't know that they're dead. You can keep that belief and that hope no matter what. Which is essentially what he right. says. Yeah. You know what? I, I have mentioned this, this on the show on occasion. I did kind of shout it out on Mother's Day, but I wouldn't even be here if, if for something like that happening in my mom's life, having to escape Syria, I wouldn't even be here. And there were long stretches of time when she was in Lebanon where she could not reach her, her mom. And every time that she did try to reach her mom, if the letters weren't intercepted I, in either direction, they would be heavily redacted and she couldn't contact her herself. She would have to get some other person besides her to contact her for her in code to basically tell her that she's alive and her brother and sister. We do this sometimes because we have to, but with him, it's just so sad. It kind of brings me back to what I was saying before, though, about the song. There is just a point in in one man's life, and you have to kind of put it back to where why he has to do it in the first place. He did a thing that made it so that people were going to come after him. He did a thing that he did righteously. He probably didn't want to have to do it, but he did do it because they made him see red because it reached a point where they kind of have it coming and that we, I don't want to live in a world where people like that can get away with that. And it put all of them in danger. And think about all the things that he's done up until now, though, too. The things he did to Maggie, essentially, but also a bunch of other people, all the people he's hurt along the way. At this point, how can one not think that he's a damned man? That eventually that all of this will, in some form or fashion, catch up with him. And so, hang me, oh hang me. But in the meantime, as long as I am alive, I will help Maggie. And I will help Ginny. And I will help anybody who I can't help before somebody finally catches up with me and puts me down the way I should be. Maybe he knows that something has to happen with him. I don't know for certain, but I'm curious to know what you guys think. That maybe he feels like he's damned. He's living a damned life, basically. Or he's on borrowed time. Because it feels like when he does give himself up, to Maggie willingly in the first episode. Please take care of Ginny for me personally because I know this is it. I'm not coming back. This is all there is to it. I feel like I need to like let it simmer a minute but knee-jerk reaction like initially my first thought is I think Negan has himself feels like he's been living on borrowed time for a while. I think he has this kind of whatever's gonna happen is gonna happen attitude which maybe has helped him survive this long too because if you have nothing to live for you have nothing to lose. Sometimes people with that kind of attitude I don't know if it's luck that's on their side or, or they what, feel invincible they, i mean to a point yeah because they don't care if they die i love how these themes repeat <laughs> they feel invincible they feel like they can do anything uh, honestly i would venture to say negan has felt that way since he lost lucille and you know what taking it back to maggie what is maggie without glenn why what does she have to live for if she loses herschel right it's interesting to see what people can do when all the stops are removed when that last tooth has been pulled shauna says i think i prefer finality especially when you don't have time to obsess in a post-apocalyptic universe. If Rachel says, I agree, Sean, I need to know. Rachel says, yes, Takira, me too, with regards to I need to know. What was it regarding? Takira also needs to know. We're talking about living with hope or knowing the outcome of something, and we all need to know. <laughs> we don't want to live with the hope. Yeah. We need to know. And Takira says, maybe he thinks he's on borrowed time, right? He's probably thought that since his throat was sliced, right? But yeah, I finally got caught. I was just chasing something. When did it get away from you? And finally, somebody stopped me. Finally, somebody took the hammer back. Uh, Sean says, for instance, the limbo of a hospital stay answers no matter how grim make a plan much better. It hurts no matter what, but not knowing that breaks you over and over rather than having to learn how to live after. Takira says, like Morgan. Oh, fuck you, Takira. <laughs> You're right. That's 
crazy. Hey, Linda. Linda from France. Hey, Linda. From- hey, Linda. She says, hello, Dave and all. We're up so late that Linda's up. She's in France right now. She's six hours ahead. Notice whose name was first there. <laughs> Dave. Oh, Dave. Oh, Dave. yeah, well. <laughs> To be fair, she met me first. So <laughs> it goes. Well, I like the episode so much. She says, well, does anybody want to say anything else about the song? It's a pretty fucking sick song. I literally didn't even notice it, Dave. So there's that. Fuck off. Really? Really. Listen to that fucking thing. Am I alone in this? I didn't notice. <laughs> it's paired with when he says, so as Maggie's about to maybe burn the doll, we don't know. And then I only Jenny's looking because on. Of the captions. I, I saw the lyrics when mm. the captions mm. popped up and I was like, oh, oh, that's interesting. And then it flashes back to the past where Negan is going, talk is cheap, and teaches her about the whistle and it doesn't matter what people say. It matters what they do. So it just pairs so well. Is it choice? Yeah, it's choice. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Salud, um, Linda. Salud. Yeah. Uh, you need to learn French soon with, with the Daryl show. Yeah, we're going to get into that too. We learned Croatian on this show and we learned French in the uh, the Daryl Diction show. I know a very, very, very little French. I took two years in high school. Same here. <laughs> I took one I, semester in middle school. So all ooh, I know is I, Je m'appelle Brigitte. Je m'appelle. That's it. Brigitte. Brigitte. <laughs> <laughs> Brigitte, Brigitte. And, uh, and parlez-vous français? Brigitte. That's all. That's it. We oui and non. That's it. Okay, that's yeah. really. And it. I know. Je t'aime. Le. Oh yeah, je t'aime. Mm-hmm. Je t'aime aussi. Yeah, that's nice. I I do want to say this one thing is that officially it's. <laughs> I, can't, I can't believe I'm saying this. The Rick and Michonne show may officially be called The Walking Dead. Rick and Michonne. Yeah, we're just naming shows after people now. <sighs> and it ha- it's the same thing as Daryl Dixon thing. <laughs> uh, we're gonna explode about this in the Discord if you want to join the discord just just uh, just join the walkers here for as little as a dollar a month and we can we can riff on that because i'm not going to do it here you guys don't need me to see me implode on live <laughs> on the internet and the font is stupid too anyway so that it's a tentative 2024 and i we all had kind of extrapolated that it might be um as early as february maybe even march could be april uh, that's my general range of when it might come out the rick and michonne show oh she's using the formal je vous aime aussi Oh, she says she loves us too. Allez-vous de bonbon? <laughs> what? Takira? It doesn't. It's not a. Um, what is the bonbon that you're going to? Do you want a bonbon? Anyway. It's candy. No, no, but aller means to go. Do you, do you want to go do to. Do you want a bonbon? Je voudrais uh, un bonbon. Do you want a candy? That's okay. Wow, my French. Why not Rishon? Mario, don't ask smart questions. Right? It's Rishon. just not a. Just join the walkers here. We'll talk about it in the Discord. <laughs> <laughs> then I can go all out and get the hate out of the way so that we can be okay with it when we come back on the air. Do you think Maggie ends up burning the dino? This is basically what I want to know. I don't so know. It's not very clear. We'll find out. How would that make you feel if she did so? Because I was watching the light on her face. It's not scientific or precise by any way. But at the very end, the flickering stopped and it seemed to be more of a steady flame, which makes me think that she burned it. But then again, the the last part of the first episode... The match produced so much light in the darkness. Right. Well, it's so and ridiculous, it, it like too, because ending. Negan in this episode finds a hat for Herschel, a thing that Herschel grew up with that he didn't want to let go of. That he let go of in the show, yeah. apparently, like, I guess. I, constantly as an actor, apparently. <laughs> he was losing them. But he, he doesn't know that, He was losing them left and right. The actor was. Keep <laughs> 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 Michael Spiller. Anyway, he posted a picture on Instagram, a note from the dressing room. 
that said, oh, do not hand too, right? these to him directly. <laughs> he will lose it. Which was hilarious to me. Anyway, I think it was he recently posted yeah, that too, Keen really Spiller, right? Um, yeah. <laughs> so, because now we're going to have to put that in the blog, I guess. So, Thanks, Keen. <laughs> so I just thought it was like interesting that he has an option to like not really reunite Herschel with an item, but he finds something, which I also thought was interesting because it's in a city, a big city that has similarities to like how Atlanta was after it fell. And that's where Glenn was from. And so arguably Glenn would have found his hat in a shop like that. Different city, but similar. And that's whose hat Herschel had. <laughs> he had the opportunity to reunite Herschel with something and he did. And Maggie has the same opportunity for Jenny and she maybe chooses to just burn it. Good point. What reason would she have either way? What would be her motivation? Oh, to man. what end? Why would she keep this from Negan? So she sees the dino and she, obviously she makes the connection to Jenny as well. Is her first thought the same as ours? like oh she's here or is she just thinking it's similar to hers i mean the fact that she's even thinking about burning it tells me she actually thinks that it's jenny's dino not just something that looks oh yeah like oh yeah yeah no she knows yeah. it is and she's doing so it because she knows if she gives it to negan he will immediately stop doing what they're doing and will go right. look for jenny and go look for jenny yeah, yeah exactly yeah and if she burns it and he never knows that jenny is there then he'll keep doing what she needs him yep. to do which is go after the and, girl and and it can allow him to live in hope, too, because maybe there's a part of her that believes what Luther's saying, too, that if it's been dropped, that maybe she's not alive anymore, mm. too. And that might take the fight out of mm -hmm. him, too. I was trying to think of alternate ways to look at what she's trying to do as well, because it's hard for me to the ledger. It's hard for me to kind of throw that on the ledger and see where it lands. You have to look at it like that, <laughs> in a sense. Shauna wants to know if do you hope that she does burn it or do we hope she does not burn it? This is what I'm talking about. I really don't don't know how to answer that because either way is like going down a whole new path if she burns it maggie's terrible <laughs> i really hope she doesn't because jenny's in the car like right there you just see her little like watching her yeah <laughs> peeking out and so that would be like so devastating yeah but at the same time maggie's right if she does give this to negan he is gonna stop everything and be like oh god she's here i gotta go find her and the whole plan is gonna be derailed i really don't know how to answer that question because you're not her you're not her in her circumstance i don't know what i would do in the same circumstance i mean i feel like we're, I get we're amping up to see like a really horrible side of maggie right right and she because she's not damned just yet i don't think do you know what i mean she's not in the same boat as negan like how far can we push maggie on this show because i've said it in in some of the earlier episodes that she was prepared to do some pretty heinous shit in order to get Herschel even kill some innocent people that were just getting in her way like uh, Miriam was it Miriam Esther 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 I keep calling her Miriam you really do <laughs> <laughs> but yeah she it's implied in her arguments with Negan that yeah kill, just kill the bitch we gotta we got shit to do I mean she does stop short of throwing Jono into a sea of dead in the Hudson but I mean it doesn't change the fact that she's willing to sacrifice other people including Negan to hand Negan to the Croat knowingly Negan knows this too in order to get Herschel back it kind of goes back to Sherry and Dwight's argument on Fear the Walking Dead are we willing to sacrifice one kid for the sake of our own kid mm. what would Finch say I think, that we handed I think Maggie would do it in a heartbeat if I'm being honest and who's 
to say that any one of us wouldn't I do the same. Ca- I cannot say honestly that I wouldn't. If my kid needed me, I'm not sure there's, I can't think of anything I wouldn't do. Mm. And I love that the bookend to all of this is, is Negan finding some sort of other way to facilitate communications between he and Ginny. Oh, here's this whistle. You don't have to say anything. Here's this whistle. Because mm-hmm. we did say in that episode with Dwight and Sherry about Dwight's ability that he sort of got from Morgan to redirect. There's always a third option. It doesn't have to be a binary choice. And I'm, I mean, I'm interested in seeing how that plays out. I know that I saw Mario say something about, is it possible that maybe it was New Babylon, but the designation two thing. Oh, we all yeah. assumed it he was, was talking about New the CRM. Right. Was it the CRM as we thought, or was it New Babylon? Because we never really got that answer, what designation two really is. Like the A's and B's. We assumed it was A's and B's <laughs> for testing. So it's kind of interesting. It could be New Babylon instead. I mean, yeah, it could be. <laughs> I'm just like, I, I like, there's no point in, in even theorizing on Pontificating. it. Pontificating. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because... They'll tell us eventually, I'm sure, or they never will. And they'll pretend that it never happened. So <laughs> this is one of two choices. Takira says, I'll look at her very differently differently if she burns that stuffy. Thomas says, but Ginny is there to warn Negan about Maggie being a dumb faced liar. <laughs> <laughs> about what? About the fact that Herschel ran away instead of was being captured? I mean, is that such a big lie? Shauna says, I agree. I'm conflicted. Is it right for her to trade one kid for another? Does that make her any better than Negan? Takira says, sounded like she already did some heinous shit to find Negan. I agree. <laughs> Boot knives. Linda says, I'm sure Ginny will find Negan and tell him everything. With what? Her voice? Will she just keep going? Thomas says the writer should give Finch a 10 minute speech explaining the entire plot of the episode. I agree. Linda says, I'm sorry to say that, but Herschel seems in conflict with his mother. Maybe she, maybe he wanted to escape. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty obvious. Uh, Yeah. Well, I mean, it's pretty obvious he wanted her off her back, but I don't think, you know, that's interesting. It could be that he just ran away and it just happened to be that the Croat captured him. It's also possible. Shauna says all he, she has to do is whistle for Negan and and point at Maggie. And point at Maggie, I'm just imagining it in my head, and point at Maggie and point at the dinosaur. That makes Maggie the enemy to the group and makes Negan the hero to the new group. I mean, it won't make Negan the hero to the new group, but the ledger is definitely in going in the other way. Linda says, oh yeah, I have the same opinion. I will catch up to your podcast. Well, I appreciate it. I honestly do. Maggie just needs to frame Ginny for the murder of Luther. Problem solved. Yeah, yeah. That will totally imbalance ledger. Unless they thought Luther was an asshole to begin with. God, he's always like not giving people beeswax. What a jerk face with his beeswax. <laughs> Calling everything zesters. What a fuck face. <laughs> Luther is Dave. Not at all. Exact opposite. This guy's 11 feet tall. I'm five foot nothing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know what Bridget's face is? Bridget's face is, God, why can't we just end this episode? God, I just can't <laughs> wait. two and a half hours long and I really want to Two and a half hours later. I just want to go to bed. I love you I have guys, a job, David. I love you more than everything. That's why I'm here. <laughs> Do we buy that Moana, I mean, Ginny, sailed the Hudson on a cooler? No. Because I looked this no. up. I thought it was a yeah, trash just, barrel. It was like a yellow cooler. <laughs> like a beer it was cooler. A, it's a cooler. Yes, they are buoyant. It was And they funny. can hold beers. I know, it was really funny. Yeah, but it can't. It can't hold a weight of a teenage girl. No, it's not possible. I didn't object to it holding her weight. What I objected to was it staying upright. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's water. what I mm-hmm. thought of too. Yeah. Yeah. I objected to both, yeah. but that's, you know what? I don't object. It's, it's, it's objectively silly looking. It was pretty funny, but I've tried it. Yeah. I've tried it with like those. No, you haven't. Yes. With those big blue trash barrels at the lake and the town that I lived in in Wisconsin, cause we were on Lake Michigan. We dumped them in. It had holes in the bottom, so it wouldn't stay buoyant fully. It would fill up slowly, but we tried to do it. And we all just kept like flopping over. <laughs> 
so it didn't yeah, work. Nothing to but balance. to be fair, yeah. I was standing still. I wasn't moving forward. The momentum might have helped. Right. Theoretically. You know, you know, these things don't terribly bother me, but there's man, they're pushing me. <laughs> I just I mean, it's no beer balloon. Okay, we've ser- we've seen no, worse I'm- modes of transportation. <laughs> The beer balloon is physically feasible. This <laughs> cooler is not. Is it? Yeah. Is it, David? It is. It's a physical, it's okay, physically possible. Okay, you know what? Possible. You can have this one because I want to go to bed. So good night. Yeah. Also, it's a it's a zester. Oh, it's, don't. Anyway. We're not doing Shana this again. Says, I'll just leave. They know he doesn't like the Karat and he can blame Maggie. Plot done. Mm. You think. You think. But they're going to do... I don't know. Tom says 40 minutes is greater than 150 minutes. I, I knew what you meant. Linda says, it's not stupid what Dave said. We saw Negan teaching Jenny how to survive. The whistle is the key. Yeah. yeah. Well, I was being unserious, but, <laughs> but it's fine. Thomas says, Herschel, Herschel, more Herschel talk. Let's go. Okay. But going back to Herschel, <clears throat> Walani says not. Not on the waterway. You guys stop commenting. Shona says, it's a cool way that she commanded... She commented on it and imagined plug, the plug coming undone on the way over. Oh, common problem. Thomas says, why didn't she just build an airplane to fly across? Because she didn't have a hot uh, air bottle. She didn't have child labor to do it. Why didn't she just build a raft and power it with nail polish? <laughs> Acetone. Right. Exactly. Smart. These kids oh are smart. Oh my gosh. They've had so many stupid They're made ways for this world. <laughs> See, Walani likes the balloon. Another thing people like that I say. First of all, thank you all for joining us so late into the night. And Walani, we haven't seen you in a long time, and I love thank it. Thank you guys. Yeah! What the fuck? <laughs> oh, Rachel's actually on the screen, and it's really freaking me out. It's really freaking. It's actually really freaking. Rachel me out. smash. <laughs> I love you guys, and I love your comments, just not at 11.30 p.m. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah, we love your comments. We are working on a telethon for Ramen, and we want to bring in a bunch of talent to fill in the time. It's eight hours of time that we want to fill in. For Robin Overton, the black and white guy, if you don't know who that is, he was diagnosed with cancer, and he is fighting it currently. And he's hanging in there, and the thing that he needs more than anything else is money. Now, people have been buying some of the t-shirts that he has been selling, I think it's the link in his bio on Instagram and there's a bunch of other people who are trying to raise money for him as well. You can always send money to, I think it was, was it his daughter's PayPal? Yes. Or PayPal or Venmo something? Yeah, it's his daughter's. It's in his Instagram feed if you scroll back a little ways, you can, you'll can you find the post. Yeah, but what we're trying to do is basically like a Jerry's <laughs> Jerry's Kids telethon sort of situation where we bring talent on for 10, 15, maybe 20 minutes at a time and we, we rotate and we have little breaks where you can donate money in the interim towards Rob thing we'll be giving free shit for the dollar amounts you spend we're, we're working on what to give away you know if you donate fifty dollars you get a tote bag a, a squawking dead tote bag if you donate a hundred dollars you get a tote bag and a free coffee mug and then if you dollar donate 150 dollars, you get the t-shirt the tote bag the coffee mug and so on and so forth and this is on us too we're working out the specifics the talent we're definitely going to be contacting artists and we want you to contact them too for us and if you know of any artists that we'd be willing to give away a commission or so if you are an artist, wink, yeah. wink, Emily. Emily. <laughs> that we would love for for you to be able to give away artist commissions as well, just to keep the train moving, to inspire you to donate. They will give away their hard-earned time to give you something so that you can give something to Robin. So we're going to work out the details of snap prizes that we've already gotten from Suki, other snap prizes that maybe you can donate in the interim. We will be contacting many of you on social media to try to gather that up. We're just trying to get the bones of this this thing formalized so that you know we can start asking for things for people to come on the show. Lance Harada agreed to come on. He's <laughs> Uh, the Spike Walker Winslow. Oh, 
in the jungle. Nice. Oh, Lance nice. Is great. Yeah, he was very sweet about that. We might do a couple rounds of trivia. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. sure. Trivia, maybe even some Jackbox. Who knows? Mm -hmm. But depending on how much talent we can get to fill the time, it would be mm -hmm. pretty great. So if you have a talent. If we didn't have to do trivia. Reach out to us <laughs> and let us know if you yeah, want to share If you're inspired. And maybe we could even do some of our family interviews that we've been mm -hmm. like with Steven Sweet, Monica Sweet, Thomas. We have to do just a full blown interview with Thomas at some point. So I think we could do a mini interview with you, Thomas. Yes, mm -hmm. I do lo actually love you, even though you're from Yonkers. Ugh. But uh, you're OK. <laughs> I love you sincerely and fully. So we're working on that. We'll get back to you soon. But we'd like to keep the momentum moving. If you like what you've heard, head over to ratethispodcast.com slash squawkingdead. It's a great way to find out where you can rate us. And if you've already rated us on Apple Podcasts, it's a great way to find alternate ways to rate and review us like Podchaser. So give that a visit. And remember to tell us if we missed something, if you liked something, if you didn't like something. But remember to tell us after every episode at ratethispodcast.com slash squawkingdead. Dead. And if you really like what we're doing, consider following us for free so that you get our recording schedules when we're not going live. So you can join us for free in the chat while we record these episodes. And you'll at least know when we drop our unedited episode recordings for you to be able to tip us and get 30 days of access to those unedited recordings. If you'd be so inclined and you really like what we're doing, you can join a membership tier for as little as a dollar, get access to our Discord, instantly access the unedited episode recordings of future, current, and past unedited episode recordings, interview recordings too, some of which are really, really good, unedited. Good I've been your host, David Gamio. I love you guys. And you were joined by Cosmom09, Rachel Burt, Sharon D, aka Blazy Gardner, and Bridget, ko-fi.com slash punky brewster, that's P-U-N-K-Y-B-R-U-I-S-E-T-E. -E. <laughs> <laughs> okay, bye, good night. R. <laughs> Thank you again for listening to another wonderful discussion covering The Walking Dead Dead City's third episode of its inaugural season titled People Are a Resource. And as we always do at the end of every episode is shout out our Survivors and Whispers tier members in that order. It's a little perk that they receive for supporting us along with 50% off in the merch store. So that will be particularly helpful when they decide to get the new designs we have unveiled at the beginning of this episode, the new Walking Dead Dead City art and logo designs in our merch store, which you can reach at squawkingdead.com, click the main menu and tap merch. Without further ado, here are our Survivors tier members, at RealRyanGM on Twitter, at ElisaJones71 on Instagram, and at JonesAJ6 on Twitter, and of course, FanArtLindy, who you can reach at ko-fi.com slash FanArtLindy. Lindy, and on to our whispers tier members. We've got Judith.Morton on Instagram, Aiden Atkin, who you can reach at ko-fi.com slash Aiden Atkin, at Tyler Philip Cox on both Instagram and Twitter, at Sandy.D.Morrison on Facebook, and Takira, who you can reach at ko-fi.com slash Connie Dixon for life. That's Connie Dixon, the number four L-Y-F-E. Thank you again. I cannot wait to go live with my fellow co-hosts, one of which is a living doll, and to be there with all of you in the chat. It's been kind of wonderful to have you there and get really, really excited for these episodes, which have been really, really great. But all that aside, in the meantime, remember that we are Squawking Dead. Yeah.